Hello, all my dear friends. This is Ted from Out of This World Radio, and I want to welcome all of you today. We've got a fantastic show ahead of us. Um, during this first half hour, I'll be talking about my upcoming trips to Mount Shasta, Sedona, and Machu Picchu in Peru this year, followed by Dr. Angel Fernandez. He'll be coming on in about 30 minutes. Uh, uh, Dr. Fernandez, in my opinion, is one of the most spiritual people on the planet here. Every year he has a fantastic um, uh, a love and light conference in in uh, in Latin America, usually in the Dominican Republic, but it's also been held in Mexico and other places um, to help raise consciousness. I've I've been there before, and it's a great conference, and I can't wait for him to have come, have to have him come on in about a half hour. After that, um, I've got channeled messages from both the, my Pleiadian brothers and sisters and the Galactic Alliance on the true origins behind this whole scamdemic we've been going through now for this going on the third year, believe it or not. And uh, I think you'll find that very, very interesting. I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit listener-supported station, and your your donations are really, really appreciated. If you'd like to donate, um, just go to my BBS website, or you can go to outofthisworld1150.com, and there's a little PayPal link, and just donate whatever you like. Really, really appreciate it. With today's show, we've hit a new record of approximately 1.1 billion uh, listeners on board, uh, listening today uh, here on planet Earth. And then my galactic friends say there's another approximately 600 million listening off-planet. That's among the uh, Arcturians, uh, Syri- the Syrians, the Pleiadians, of course, and members of the Galactic Alliance, and as well as the Andromeda Galaxy. Um, so I want to welcome you all to uh, here today. They really I, they like listening to the show. I think it gives them a taste of what's going on here on, on planet Earth. Um, the purpose of my show, um, uh, I've been broadcasting now for over nine years, getting on close to 10 now, is to make this world a much better and happier place. And I know that if we all work together, we can and will make this world a much better place. Before we start, I always love to play this 528 hertz tuning fork. Um, it's actually the frequency of love. And when you hit one of these forks with a, a crystal from uh, Mount Shasta, Lemuria, you spread love everywhere. So I'm going to hit this thing three times now. Okay, I hope you can hear it's kind of low. That's the frequency of love, my friends. I'll hit it one more time. Great. Isn't that beautiful? The Schumann residence of planet Earth has really skyrocketed uh, ever since uh, September 2016. And uh, we are shifting now into the fifth dimension. And I want um, people to be aware that if they get tired during the day, it's just you're getting downloads, your body's adjusting to this new frequency. Um, you may get sick, um, and if that's the case, do take extra rest. There's nothing wrong with you, really. It's just that um, the whole planet is shifting into this into this higher dimension. I'll be talking a lot more about that toward the toward the end of the show. Um, but um, and with that, there are um, I, w- I had a fellow on um, his name's John about a month ago. Uh, he's the inventor and owner of a product called Cardio Miracle. Now I don't advertise many products here on the show, but this is a good product. Um, if you, it's, it really helps with, if you've taken the jab or shedding, it can really help your heart. It's all, all herbal in it. There's, there's no side effects except having uh, better health. And if, if you'd like, just go to his website and you can check him out at cardiomiracle.com. And there's a discount code. If you're listening today, you, you type in out of this world and, um, you'll get a discount or out of this world radio. Um, I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. If we, I know if we all work together, we can and will make this world a much better. And, and happier place. 
um, the um, I give uh, I give readings. Um, I've been doing uh, I've been in touch with the other side now for nearly thirty years. And if anyone out there would like a reading, just uh, you can visit my website at outofthisworldreadings.com and sign up for a reading there. Um, also, um, it also has my um, information about events coming up in March. On March 18th and 19th, I'll be having my ninth annual um, Galactic Wisdom Conference. Freedom of in- Oops, okay. I'll have some uh, some fabulous people uh, as speakers there uh, as part of the program, and I hope you hope you can come. Um, the schedule has not is being worked out now as we speak, but we should have it up and running within within by this week. Um, the cost is only fifty dollars for the whole weekend, uh, for a full day of like eight or nine hours on Saturday and eight or nine hours on Sunday of some of the some fabulous speakers, UFO contactees, and and spiritual healers as well. I think you'll you really enjoy it. The nice thing is, is that it's by Zoom, and you'll be able to watch and listen to the to the, all the presentations for the next six months after the um, after after the uh, after the conference. So that you'll be able to listen all the way through the end, almost to the end of the year. Um, if you miss something, you can go back and listen to it again. And uh, the proceeds help uh, keep you know it go, goes to help supporting the station. And uh, for more information, you can go to my. All the details will be at the website in a couple of days at triple w dot galacticwisdomconference.com or you can go to outofthisworldreadings.com and there's four tabs there and you can you can click on um, events and right there you'll be able to get more information uh, more information will be uh, about the conference probably this this week we'll finalize the schedule and, and put that up there for everyone to, to see you know I started this radio show uh, nine years ago almost ten years ago now and the advice of angels and um, we'll be talking about that uh, during the last part of the show about listening to angels. This book um, I, I just published, by the way, Journey to the Other Side, teaches you how to talk to angels, how to talk to uh, your guardian angels, how to talk to benevolent extraterrestrials. There's a whole, this whole universe is teeming with life. And we are a big part of it. And believe it or not, the Earth is the linchpin for the rest of this solar system and the rest of this universe to ascension. That's right. Earth has been <coughs> the one planet that's been the laggard in this universe. Um, and because of our slow progress in the past, spiritual progress, we've held back the rest of this solar system and the rest of this universe for, from ascending. But it is happening now. We are starting to ascend finally, and we are headed into the fifth dimension. And we're not going to, the fifth dimension is not really a stopping place for us. It's a, it's a waylay station on the, on the way to higher dimensions. The, um, uh, the Pleiadians, my brothers and sisters in the Pleiadian, uh, from the Pleiadians, um, are in the fifth and higher dimensions, as an example. We have been in third dimension now for, for tens of thousands of years, but now we're shifting into the, into the, into the fifth dimension. It's happening very rapidly. Um, this book will help you if you're interested in talking to benevolent extraterrestrials and your guardian angels. It teaches you how to do it. And it's even got pictures of, uh, of angels in, in the book. There's one actually on, on this cover. This was taken on a flight I was on some years ago from uh, Vancouver, Canada to Tokyo, Japan. And at about 2.30 in the morning, my angels woke me up. My guides woke me up and they said, Ted, take a picture of the, of the moon. So I took a picture outside of this this plane flying over the North Pacific at about 33,000 feet. And that was uh, an angel. Uh, that was an angel that came through. And this is um, the pink represents love and both on both sides. So it was really a, a wonderful experience. They, they were letting me know that they were there protecting me. 
And we all have angels around us um, all the time. Uh, but you have to pay attention, very close attention to your thoughts because thoughts are things in the higher dimensions. And um, there's lots of examples and lots of really cool pictures in here, not only from Mount Shasta, uh, spirits in Lemuria from and in the Shasta area, but also Machu Picchu in Peru. The book's just, I think it's like $25 or something like that. If you if you want a copy, you can get it on Amazon or uh, go to outofthisworldreadings.com or you can send me an email to um, outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. My original book that was published um, a couple of years ago now, it's called Messages from the Masters. That's a book about messages from Albert Einstein, President Kennedy, Nostradamus, Robert F. Kennedy, uh, Dr. Masura Moto, and many other beautiful, uh, great spirits on our beautiful, bright future. Everything that they told me in this book has so far come true. And basically, the bottom line is that um, we are headed toward the higher dimensions, and we will create a paradise here on Earth. I, I know it. And that's our goal. That's our destiny. That's what President Kennedy wanted to create back in the... Um, 1960s before, of course, he was he was killed by the by the cabal. There's a um, oh, I had it here. There's a um, there's a newspaper article that was actually published in New Zealand um, uh, when President Kennedy earlier uh, when Kennedy was was still alive back in 1963. It wasn't easy getting this paper, but I got it. Um, and if you want a copy of it, it comes with the book uh, for free. Um, and um, it was published while President Kennedy was still alive. Um, it's a long story, everything that happened, but briefly is that uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, the Vice President Johnson, had ordered, he was in on the, he was in on the, uh, the killing of President Kennedy. He had ordered all U.S. embassies around the world to release this fake story about Oswald killing Kennedy, which he didn't do, by the way. And to release it on November 22nd, the day that they had targeted him for assassination. Well, the problem is, is that in New Zealand, when this story was released by the U.S. Embassy on November 22nd, November 22nd in New Zealand is actually November 21st in the United States. And President Kennedy was still very much alive doing his work as president that day. So this paper was published while President Kennedy was still alive. And I'm happy to send a copy to you. If that doesn't show a conspiracy, I don't know what does. That term, by the way, conspiracy theory, was invented by a three-letter agency. I'm sure you know what it is. It starts with the letters C as in CAT, Central Intelligence Agency. They invented that term in 1964, the year following um, uh, the assassination of our dear President Kennedy, to throw people off, to make fun of people, trying to find out what really happened. But um, anyway, it's, it's a long story, everything, but I think you'll find that uh, fascinating. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, my trips coming up um, uh, this year. I'll be going to uh, Mount Shasta later this year, and the, it's an incredible area. It's so beautiful there, and it also ties into direct uh, access down to the uh, to the hollow earth. We had some trouble uh, last year with um, agents from the Central Intelligence Agency who tried to disrupt uh, the trip. Um, actually, I had several threats in my life uh, when I w was at Shasta. But with the help of my angels and the Galactic Alliance, I was protected. So um, the trip was went on uh, as planned. Um, and uh, the, all the people that came on the trip, every single one of them who wanted a healing, got a healing. One lady was healed of uh, Lyme's disease. Um, another uh, another lady had, had been blind in one eye and that, that her eyesight was restored, completely restored. 
Um, two people um, had hearing loss in, uh, I think they're in, in two ears and then in one ear, and they, they had their hearing restored during that time as well. Um, another lady had uh, scoliosis where she had curvature of the spine in a lot of pain for many decades, and that was completely healed up. Uh, another fellow had diverticulitis, which is a intestinal, I'm not a doctor, but she had an intestinal problem. That was healed up. So we do spiritual healing there. We sit around the circles through uh, special areas around Mount Shasta, and we do prayers and healing. And um, uh, Adama from the Hollow Earth, who's the spiritual head of Telos, comes in, and he, he heals. He helps find the God within these people so that they can get healed. It's uh, it's uh, it's amazing experience, and if you'd like to go, just send me an email to out of this world, eleven fifty at gmail dot com, or you can send an email to out of this world radio at protonmail dot uh, com. The um, the only thing that um, is required, if you go on the trip, is to be of high vibration and be positive. If you're negative or you have doubts, you're not allowed to come on the trip. Period. Um, if you have negative intentions, uh, you're not allowed to come on the trip. And I do read minds, and I do get warnings um, uh, from the Pleiadians and from the Solosians and Adama, so that you have to, anyone applying to go on the trip has to be approved first by the Solosians, Adama, and the Pleiadians. Um, if they don't want you there, you can't come. And no drop-ins are allowed, but most people can come. But there are, unfortunately, there have been some problems in the past with negative people who've tried to disrupt the trip. So uh, we're very, they are very, I'm very careful. We're very careful on who comes. But if you'd like to go, uh, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com, and we'd love to see you. Also, we'll be going to uh, Sedona later this year. Sedona is an amazing place. The energy is different at Sedona as compared with uh, Mount Shasta, but it's still very spiritual. There's a lot of ley lines there, a lot of native a lot of Native American uh, energy in, in Sedona. It's a beautiful place. I don't know if you've ever been to that part of Arizona. Uh, we also meet with uh, Hopi elders while we're there. I really respect and admire the Hopi, beautiful Hopi people. And I'm still collecting uh, donations. We're still collecting donations for clean water <clears throat> for the Hopi. Uh, men on the reservation only live to about 44 years, and women live to about 53 to 54 years on average. Uh, because of the um, radiation and arsenic in the water. It's a long story how they got arsenic and radiation in the water there, but uh, briefly, there was a, a coal company called Peabody Mining, I believe it was, who pumped out so much water out of the aquifer on the reservation that um, the Hopi were left with water at the very bottom of the water pool, which had all these contaminants and poisons in the water. And um, but we're rectifying it now. We've got um, several different things we're doing, including clean water filters for the Hopi, and we've extended it to the to the Navajo as well. Um, it's it's a tax deductible contribution if you make your uh, donation to the Washington Clean Water Foundation. Um, but for more information, you can go to my website at Out of This World Readings dot com, and there's a little tab there you can find out more, or you can write me an email to Out of This World eleven fifty at gmail.com and I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to uh, uh, send it to you all the information you like there's um, um, it's it's uh, the, the Hopi are amazing because they contain the they know the history of the planet and um, and there's just uh, so much uh, so much to learn uh, about it um, 
but um, anyway, and um, uh, I hope you can you can support them. We've we've been raising money now since uh, 2018, and I know we've made a, a real difference in the uh, what what's been going on. Uh, finally, um, I will be going to Peru later this year to Machu Picchu, and um, that's a one of the world's most incredibly interesting spiritual places. Um, in addition to that, we'll be going to Cusco in the in the sacred in the sacred valley. Sorry about that. We'll be going to um, Cusco in the in the sacred valley. Um, and um, um, there's a place uh, there's a there's a town called Pizac outside of Cusco where um, where there's um, uh, where we see ships landing all the time uh, from Andromeda, and they come in and out quite a bit there and. Uh, um, and it's, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful place. Um, in addition to that, we'll be going down to, uh, to see the Nazca Lines. And the Nazca Lines are an amazing place where UFOs come landing back and forth. And after that, of course, we'll be going down to a place called Paracas, which is a seaside resort on the Pacific Ocean on the coast of Peru. And at Paracas, they have a hybrid uh, human ET museum. That's right. And it's a place where um, there there are skeletons of human-like um, uh, beings um, that have these huge heads, and they're obviously a cross between um, the human beings and another race. I think the, either the greys or the reptiles. I'm not sure. Probably the greys. But they came there um, several thousand years ago. They landed, I believe, at the Nazca Lines. And then from there, they went up and uh, had a colony. The, the local Indians... Interestingly enough, um, um, the local Indians uh, went in and they um, um, they uh, they massacred many of these individuals back about 500 A.D. and they viewed them as a threat to civilization. So they got they got. Uh, but it's it's quite an interesting story about everything that happened. But you'll you'll see that there. If you're interested in going, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com or you can write me at outofthisworldradio at protonmail.com, uh, uh, either, either way. The, um, I also have a spiritual mentoring program where I teach people how to talk to the other side and give readings as well. Um, the cost of the program is reasonable, I think. It's just $100 a month or $25 a week. And I give instructions on how people can... Um, how people can talk to the other side and talk to their uh, guardian angels. So it's it's a how-to program. It's um, everything. Also, uh, you can learn a lot from reading my book, uh, Journey to the Other Side. Um, this is um, uh, this is an amazing time to be alive here on planet Earth. Um, there's um, this is the I think it's the seventh time uh, this civilization on this planet have. Have been have, we've we've tried to ascend. We've tried to go into the higher dimensions. So we've we've been doing this for a long time. And um, there was a fellow I had on my show either a week ago or two weeks ago named Samuel Chong, um, he, and he talked about a book called the the Thea Uba uh, Prophecy. He'll be part of my conference actually in March. And um, when that happens, um, the um, uh, the uh, uh, he said that um, from his information in the book, they talk about how civilization was started here by us humans 1.35 million years ago, which is just an amazing, amazing timeline to think about. But he, he uh, 
Um, I'll be talking about uh, that book as well as other messages from the Galactics toward the end of the show today. There was actually a civil war that happened, uh, no, not a civil war, but there was a war between the Galactics and the Reptilians about 500,000 years ago, which ended up blowing up a planet called Marduk. Marduk was located in the asteroid belt in this solar system where they blew up uh, Marduk, the reptilians blew up Marduk, and so today there's just little parts of asteroids in that in that belt. It's beyond Mars, and if you look at the face of Mars, the face of Mars, the planet itself, has is all pockmarked on the side of the um, uh, pockmarked on the side of the planet, and um, it has um, it has um, these um, it, it, a lot of the atmosphere left Mars as a result of that tremendous explosion. On Marduk, it was an Earth-like super planet, um, and uh, there's a history, to, there's a long history of what happened with that. The souls of Marduk, actually, there were a lot of humans living on Marduk at the time, 500,000 years ago, and they, their souls, many of those souls came to this planet after uh, the destruction of Marduk, and that's a whole other story in and, in and of itself, but uh, Earth has a, a rich history. We've been doing this before many, many times. Of where we've 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 tried to uh, ascend, um, tried to improve this planet, make it a, a paradise, uh, but we failed. But this time we're going to make it. This is the furthest we've ever come so far. And one of the people who I really like is uh, Dr. Anhil Fernandez, and he's just come in. So I'm going to bring him in now. We're going to talk about his wonderful work, and then we'll be talking about galactic history and messages from the Pleiadians toward the end of the show. So let me bring in uh, Dr. Fernandez here. We'll see if we can get him in here. Dr. Fernandez, how are you doing today, my friend? We'll see if we can get him to uh, to get in here. Anyway, um, Dr. Fernandez has a... Uh, there, there he is. Hi, Dr. Fernandez, how are you today? Oh, very well. How are you? Oh, fine, fine. It's great to see you. It's been too long. <laughs> Dr. Fernandez is a is a wonderful uh, wonderful man. He's one of the most spiritual people I consider on the earth, and he's been working very hard to raise our consciousness and make this planet a better place for many years now. And I'm so honored to have you here today, Dr. Fernandez. Thanks so much for joining all of us. It's always a pleasure to tell you know, and I'm very happy to be with you, sharing this special moment at this time. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, you have your um, uh, light and uh, you, it's, it's a lose. It's your uh, love and light conference every year. Um, could you talk about that a little bit so people could join join you, perhaps? Uh, yes, uh, our foundation, uh, which is called uh, the One A One Foundation, mm-hmm. started uh, this conference um, nine years ago. Uh huh. Uh huh. In Santo Domingo, the Dominican Republic trying to put together and merge all those uh, keynote speakers uh, worldwide uh, renowned that might be able to help uh, speed up in some way you know the um, the the natural spiritual awakening of people mm-hmm. this way we were uh, inviting all of the years uh, 
I would say that the most relevant uh, keynote speakers all over the world, including yourself, and uh, thank you. Uh, the conference being very successful these last two two years, uh, we really needed to to do it online because it was absolutely unable for us to to put together um, the the conference again. I mean, with uh, uh, pre in a presential way, so. Mm -hmm. And this year we are uh, organizing the conference again. Uh, I hope it's the last year, uh, which will be online in the mm -hmm. future, be both online and presential. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Well, when you put together a conference, I know you have expenses, so that at least if it's online, you save yourself some air air tickets. But but people like that physical contact too, you know, and. Uh, I have faced the same issue with my conferences as well, but at least Zoom allows people from all over the world to participate, and that's nice. You know? yes, I, I agree, but uh, due to the circumstances, you know, there was uh, no other choice to do it. Sure. There are, there are still many countries and many places that are very reluctant to, to put people together in the same place just in case of the pandemic, and, you know. But there right. we are. Right, right. Well, I have to tell you, Dr. Fernandez, you know, all the hard work of light workers like yourself is finally paying off. I know we have a lot of challenges on the planet, but I, I, I can feel the vibrations rising day by day, week by week, month by month. And, and we are headed to a better planet. That's my feeling anyway. Well, I, I guess uh, I agree. You know, um, the spiritual awakening uh, it's been around uh, for centuries and um, could be uh, observed in a variety of cultures and religions around the world. But uh, uh, we are in a, in a special moment, you know, and one can feel it around you. Mm -hmm. uh, some people call it a bliss or a spiritual uh, realm and things like that, but that begins... The moment a person can step back and awake to to their life with a new sense of being in this world, and uh, I would say that uh, this uh, phenomenon, these spiritual awakenings, can be uh, mildly unnerving at first, as they often cause us to 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 grapple with questions like uh, who am I and why am I here? Right, right. And there can also be a certain element of wonder and excitement when. Uh, we find ourselves suddenly feeling very much alive, you know? Right, right. And well, I... Yes, sorry. That's okay, my friend. I get those questions, too. And it's it's funny, you know, um, in people's lives uh, in the past, we've all been trained to, you know, I mean, to get a, you know, to earn, a, to uh, have a career or maybe an occupation. And, but money is not enough anymore for many people because they want to have meaning in their lives. They want to make the world a better place and um, focus it in a way that's a positive way rather than just, just doing anything for money. I've noticed that, that change in, in the people I do readings for, actually. And I think people want to find a purpose in their lives. Um, so when they go to sleep at night, at the end of the day, they've made the world maybe a better place in a small way. Yes, it, it, it's really hard, actually, uh, yeah. to, to go to sleep every day without knowing exactly who you are, and why are you here, what is the purpose of your life, you know? 
And even though this was um, uh, popularized in the Western world, I said, by uh, long ago, starting by my famous psychiatrist Carl John, uh, but uh, but still, um, uh, this uh, this experience of rising to a higher state of consciousness has always been, I would say, an intrinsic part of what it means uh, to be human. And maybe there's still a lot of people who don't really know about it. Right. It's curious. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one thing I've I've been excited about, Doctor Fernandez, is that the world is finally changing to a better a better place. Them, in my opinion, you know, we have a lot of challenges coming up, but overall, it's getting better. I think it's getting better. You know? Well, def definitely. I, actually, I'm having a seminar myself tomorrow talking about that. Exactly. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> uh, but. Um, there's no way back. I I right. I am in the same direction. I believe that um, the world is improving every day. Mm -hmm. uh, we are sometimes reluctant to accept certain facts, but uh, right. if you uh, if you read the news every day, uh, you'll commit suicide. You know, <laughs> there are there are many things. Yeah. That make you feel with the true hope mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. right 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 well the other the other thing too is um you 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 uh, a couple of years ago you started a, a foundation to um it's it's a new healing center that you're is it in dominican republic you're building could you tell us about that that's that's a great a great project by the way yes that's uh, we call it the center of life uh-huh center of light uh, and um, it is uh, is being developed in three stages. We are just in the in the first stage. Mm -hmm. The center of light. Sometimes people call it the center of life, but it is the center of light. The center of light is a place where uh, you might be able to find uh, answers to your questions. Um, it is um, uh, is being conceived to accept uh, everyone from everywhere. We are in the first phase right now, in the first stage of the building, uh, where, uh, what we call the community center. Uh -huh. The community center um, is, is a dome, is actually a dome, and uh, we are offering all kinds of services uh, in, in seven different divisions, but basically all kinds of services. Um, health services, psychological services, uh, entrepreneurial services, educational services, intercultural uh, mm -hmm. exchanges, etc. Not only to the people living in the surrounding area, but for people all over the world. Mm -hmm. To this end, the foundation has created seven different centers or schools, mm -hmm. and uh, they are already working. They are already working, providing assistance and information to anyone who really uh, need to, 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 you know, to interact with a professional. And this is all being offered for free. Wow, that's great. Yes, that is the first stage. Mm -hmm. you know? The mm -hmm. second stage uh, will be um, 
the the architectural design is uh, very peculiar because it's a uh, is made of a central dome surrounded by seven other small smaller domes around and it will be holding in the future the uh, the headquarters of the foundation with uh, all these seven centers in, uh, in in the small domes you know mm -hmm. and the last um, the last stage is a cave it's actually a, an enormous cave where mm -hmm. we are uh, putting together what we called the museum of mankind mm -hmm. Uh, we are oh, we are collecting all kinds of materials and putting together uh, much of the information lost uh, mm -hmm. um, in in the in the ancient libraries uh, that uh, disappeared in in a moment in time. We are putting together all the information that I could say, like, this could be called like uh, the other story or the hidden story of mankind. The story yeah. never told of mankind. We are putting That's... together that for everyone. I mean, this is not uh, uh, an accomplishment. It's not a project uh, of the foundation itself. I mean, this is just for mankind, for humanity. Everyone mm -hmm. will be welcome, everyone will be accepted, you know. And that's uh, the main project, actually, of the 1A1 Foundation. Wow, that's fantastic. That is really wonderful. If people wanted to financially contribute or offer services, how, how would they, yeah. how yes. can they do that? Uh, yes, uh, actually, I mean, we are um, accepting donations from, from everyone, everywhere. Mm -hmm. The foundation is also installed in the United States as a, a non-for-profit corporation, mm -hmm. and, uh, and everybody everybody can manage to 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 help us with uh, this endeavor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, the website of the foundation, where they can find all of this information available, mm -hmm. is one a one foundation org. Okay, that's easy to remember. Okay, great. Yeah. Great, great. How long have you had your foundation, Dr. Fernandez? Uh, ten years. Ten years. Wow, fantastic. It's about when I started as well, yeah, about nine years ago, more than nine years ago. Yeah. yeah. What's the, um, you know, I was in the Dominican Republic several years ago. Beautiful place. People are very spiritual there. Um, you have a lot of good energy there. Um, lots of sun. <laughs> lots of sun. It's a beautiful island. Um, this area where this new foundation of light will be, um, is it um, is it in a jungle area? A lot of tropical? Is it on the beach or is it on kind of like inland? No, this is. Uh, uh, I'm I am now right now in the in the capital, which is called Santo Domingo, you know? mm -hmm. and this is like half an hour away from here. Everything is very close because the island is not that big, mm -hmm. but uh, this is in. Uh, uh, in a rural place in the country, you know, is in is in a, a small hill okay. with with amazing views. You can see the sea, wow. you can see the shore, you can nice. see uh, everything is in, uh, filled with uh, in all kinds of trees. You know, mm -hmm. it's very green. And even though it's hot here in general, yeah, it's not the way it is in 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 this place in the hill. Uh huh. Uh huh. 
the weather is um, is a little bit colder uh -huh. and uh, it's an, an unusual place a very magical place with a special energy also you know? uh-huh sounds wonderful wow sounds beautiful well i think i think being next to the ocean too is very good for healing uh the water is a very it can be a very healing element as well yeah well actually, yes we have um we have a stream inside the cave oh that wow. will be also offered you know mm -hmm. we have a natural spring there mm -hmm. wonderful wonderful how many acres or hectares is it um just curious uh well actually i don't know in acres uh we have like uh, 20,000 square meters. Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great. When is, um, when have you already begun construction? You have the land and everything or? We, we are starting the construction right now of phase one. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. wonderful. Wonderful. We're putting out the foundations of the, of the first building. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. And um, tell us a little bit about your uh, Light and Love Conference too, um, Dr. Fernandez. When That'll be by Zoom. Um, do, do you know the dates? Will it be like this summer when, when they have your next one? Yes, 18, 19, the 20, 21st, uh, August. August, okay, yes. great. Yes, yeah. Great. You'll, will it be based in Santo Domingo and then you'll be by Zoom the rest of the world or? No. Yeah, well, we are in, in many places. Okay. Actually, the, the conference um, will, uh, I mean, the headquarters of everything will be in Santo Domingo, but we are organizing the, the team, the organizing team of the conference is spread all over the world. Oh. We have people, basically, the, the, the main base in this time will be in Mexico, and then we have also in Spain. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in the U.S. also. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great. That's great. That's yeah. great. How did, I, I'm just curious, I, I do I have a question that came in. Um, how did, how did, um, how did you start on your spiritual path? Was there one event in your life that started you on, on make, on this, on this path to make the world a better place, uh, Dr. Fernandez, or? Well, this is a long story. It's a long okay. story. Um, I've been, I've been perfectly aware of my nature since I was born. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I am, um, I'm a part of a program and that is being uh, doing things here since a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And we call this effusions. We call a life an effusion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is my seventh effusion here. Oh, okay. My seventh and last effusion. Okay. I mean, we've been, our team, which is made of six other persons and myself, mm -hmm. have been working here for seven effusions, all of us, all together. Uh-huh. We are participating in a program by the name of Afstar, which is the program of maintenance of uh, of this uh, sphere, this planet. Mm -hmm. uh, wow! So, so we are the people repairing things. 
let's put it like that, you know? Oh, how beautiful. Uh, so, I, so I was aware since I was born. But the last time I was here, I was here until until the year 1948. Huh? 1948. 1948, okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I ended with, with my last purpose in that effusion. And... Uh, was born again three years later in 1951. 51, okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, things had uh, really changed in that time. Mm -hmm. It were pretty different. Uh, mm -hmm. And um, I really needed to, to become aware of it and get ready for, <coughs> excuse me, mm -hmm. And be ready for competition. And there was a time, this time, uh, in my view, is a time where you have to compete with everyone and with, you know, for, for anything. Mm -hmm. So I uh, divided my effusion, my present effusion, in two mm -hmm. parts. The first part was dedicated to have all kinds of experiences and get very much qualified in order to the second part of the effusion, be able to to talk to others and uh, to give opinions and to write mm -hmm. and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So my first 50 years were devoted to that, to mm -hmm. education and have experiences. Mm -hmm. I've, been, uh, I've been a diplomat, mm -hmm. an academic, uh, mm -hmm. I, I've done everything. Mm -hmm. I studied in several countries, Spain, mm -hmm. and the United Kingdom, and the United States. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I started to broadcast my own experiences, opinions, and so on. This is mm -hmm. what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was very much aware always. And my team, all of us, seven of us all together, have been working since I was born in this time, in this effusion. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So so I was perfectly aware of all of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, when you were born, did you, did, you, did you realize your sole purpose shortly after when you were a little boy, for example, growing up? I mean... You, you don't... I mean, when you are born here, if you are born here again, you don't really remember anything at all. Right, right. There must be... Or there can be a, an interference. Mm-hmm. In, in in your present diffusion and that is not um, something that could be useful in any way mm -hmm. uh, but in this case when we decided uh, to come together all seven of us all together these seven times we really need to have the memory of those previous lives because otherwise you could be all the time starting starting the program so you really need to know uh, who you were, what have you done, and what is the, start, the starting point this time? Mm -hmm. so I was perfectly aware since, since mm -hmm. I was born, and three days later, as a baby, I was taken by my fellow mates. I was taken to to work. You see, and the only thing I had, I mean, pretty small, was my body, but not my mind and my memories. Wow. That's a fascinating story. Wow. I was taken 
And actually, of all of us, of all seven of us all together, I am the oldest. I am the oldest, the oldest in effusions. Mm -hmm. we, we measure our age in effusions, in lives. Mm. If you have lived uh, um, 300 lives, you are older than another one who has only lived 75 lives. That's true. Mm -hmm. I am the oldest. Wow. In this team. You know. Wow. 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 How many lives have you had on this planet, Tom? Um, only these seven. Only seven. Wow. Okay. Yeah, only okay. seven. All right. But, but not in other places. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. Where Where were you? Where were you before this planet? If you don't mind me asking. Well, I could tell you, but uh, you, you won't be able to, to recognize. I see. I've been in many places. And in mm -hmm. the last place I was before this here, the place is called Shilzek. Called what? I'm sorry? Shields. Shields. I see. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right. And then you voluntarily chose to come to this planet. Is that right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Um. There are many people, this is not unusual, there, right. are, there are many people who uh, sure. are living here, for example, and uh, they depart, I mean, they, they leave their body, they die, and they um, they are reborn in some other planet. If they eventually have memories, they may come back eventually to see how is everything getting along, and they may even have here relatives grandsons and daughters and this mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. There are many people like this. Even yes. though they are in a different body with a different right. aspect and so on, you know, but right. if, their right. mem if their memories are still uh, awakened on this respect, um, they may be able to come and, and relate and look for and identify themselves. Interesting. Interesting. I, used, I used to be your grandfather or whoever. Yeah, right, right, right. I remember when I was um, at your, one of your wonderful conferences several years ago, I was doing a reading for a lady, mm -hmm. and I went back seven lifetimes for her, and one of her relatives were the first Spanish who came to the island back in the 16th century. And it was just a fascinating going back that far, because the, the, it, it, it was a lot more than just this lifetime. Um, and, um, um, but people are, there's a lot more going on with people's spiritual lives and where they've, where they've been myself. I've been told I've been here 52,000 years mm -hmm. and I came here from, from the, from the Pleiades. Um, and now I'm going full circle circle because I've, I've reestablished contact with my Pleiadian, uh, uh, family actually. And, um, anyway, I'll be going back there when I finish this part of my life here. So, but um, the Earth is a beautiful place. Uh, it's I've been told, Dr. Fernandez, that it's the hardest planet in this universe to affect any positive change. Uh, one of the hardest planets. This one is here. Um, so it's a challenge well, being here. It, this is one more planet. You know, uh, it's um, there are many places like this. Mm -hmm. I would say that uh, in, when, actually, when you lose your body and uh, there's no time at all. Time doesn't exist. I see. Not even space. Neither, I see. neither space nor time. Uh -huh. there, are, there are people who 
uh, might be uh, living here uh, one million years ago, mm -hmm. and they come again right now. Mm -hmm. The last time they were here it was one million years ago. Well, and mm -hmm. for them, it's it's nothing. I mean, it's like uh, today and tomorrow. It's it's, it's the same, you know. So um, this is a beautiful place indeed. It's a beautiful place, but not not more special than others. I mean, it's a good place. One more. I see. I see. I see. The people, have you had the experience, Dr. Fernandez, where when you meet people here on this planet, you actually recognize them from other lifetimes or other planets and other experiences in the past? Yes and no. That's not easy at all because in, some people are really confused with that. You may be able to have a synchronic approach to a person because of his or her energy and mm -hmm. might believe that that comes from uh, previous lives. Not necessarily, especially because um, all of us, what we are is what, uh, what I call the sphere of light or light sphere which is based here, and, and that is absolutely immortal. Mm -hmm. the, the essence of everyone is inside that sphere, you know, and that sphere is coming in and out all the time. You know, mm -hmm. at night, uh, it is very useful that the sphere goes out and uh, visit different places and, and, and actually perform different activities that people cannot imagine. I mean, your sphere of light every night could, could be going out and get inside a humble plant that is hardly trying to, you know, to grow up a little bit and help her, you know, mm -hmm. uh, can go. Do you know, there are many people here who have been here before mm -hmm. and um, they left, they, they, they never died. Mm. There are places on Earth where you, with special installations, where you can actually leave your body there when you're in good shape and when everything is all right, mm -hmm. and uh, leave the body there mm -hmm. uh, in a, inserted in a preservation capsule. Okay. Oh, really? And then the sphere of light of that body. Mm -hmm. pops out and is born in another body, for example, mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Wow. Is born within a baby, anywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And suddenly when uh, all remembrances come to your mind, that sphere of light, I mean, you, the actual you, might eventually come out and go looking for the other body to perform a special activity without, without being recognized. Interesting. You know? Interesting. And there are many cases like that. Hmm. Many hmm. cases like that. So um, the concept of life and death has to be rewritten. It is, it is important that this concept um, becomes clearer to the people in order to avoid the mm -hmm. fear to death. Because there is no death. I mean, actually, this body is like my coat. I mean, the coat might be better or worse, but eventually I'll I'll need to, to take it out and get another coat. 
I am not the code. I mm -hmm. am just inside the code. Mm -hmm. That has to be, uh, we are working in the foundation actually in that direction. That has to be explained to the people. Mm -hmm. The actual self, myself, never dies. Mm -hmm. It's always there mm -hmm. with one body or the other, but it's always there. Mm -hmm. Or include even several bodies at the same time. You mentioned, Dr. Fernandez, that there's capsules where people can go in, they can leave their body, and then their soul can travel other places, I guess. Uh -huh. um, is this technology from Atlantean times or older, or is it just curious? Well, this is not a technology from Earth. The technology belongs to the persons, the group of people who build the Earth. Mm. This planet is built. Planets, suns, are really built. They don't appear. Interesting. And Interesting. Uh, people who build uh, these planets are still there. And they maintain it. They keep it in the best possible shape. You know? Wow. Uh -huh. And yes. some of them, some of these people, coming from different places, have also special places on Earth uh -huh. where they set up installations, including capsules that are able to do this. Mm -hmm. There are, if you read the, what they call the sacred books, there are lots of informations of people from the past who never died. I mean, they they are unable to to tell you that they died because they, they didn't die. Never died. Simply disappeared. Well, And these people is some of these people, not all, still have their bodies. Huh, wow. Imagine a body that is there since 3,000 years ago, for example. Wow. Wow. And then wow. imagine that it was one of your bodies in the past. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You are now in the best possible memory condition. And you say, well, I have to do something, but I cannot do it myself as Ted Maher. I need to do it under... Uh, under other personality, uh, because if I do it like this, and, I mean, they are not going to believe me. So let's, let's mm -hmm. do it. And you go to the place, get inside that body, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, put it to work for you. Interesting. <clears throat> this is a silly question, but <laughs> if you have someone's body there for 3,000 years, uh -huh. What if what if the body has to go to the bathroom? Is it, it just they just hold it for three thousand years, or maybe they don't need to because no, they're no no no. It's it's in a condition that everything is stopped. I see. I see. Okay. Yes. Like frozen. All, all, all of the physiological me mechanisms of the body hmm. have been interrupted. It's like the body, like being frozen. You know. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. There's no need. Huh. No need at all. But. A, completely preserved fascinating fascinating are these are these located in underneath the earth's surface is are they in mountains or are they no, in special uh -huh. no, they are in the surface oh they are okay surface. so in some places are submarine but there are other places that are in deserts mountains yeah fascinating fascinating Yes, there are 12 of these places, actually. 12? Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Wow. Have, have you been there? 
to one of those places? Like, okay. Yeah, you have. Okay. Wow. Fascinating. Wow. That's it. That's amazing. That brings up another point. Medbed technology. People talk about medbed and how people will be able to like reverse the aging clock in their bodies or regrow different body parts. Uh, do you think that's coming? I've been told that it is coming. I don't know when, but... Yes, it is coming, but not in, not in the form of a med bed, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the medicine in the future is, is more a genetic medicine. It's acting over the DNA. Mm-hmm. I see. Yes, mm-hmm. and it may be able perfectly to, to reconstruct, for example, you have lost... Uh, uh, one of your arms for for whatever reason, mm-hmm. it it will be able to mm-hmm. to make the 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 the, the lost arm uh, grow again. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a reality, but still still uh, these bodies really need to undertake the death process. You may be a longer not, but uh, you, you need to undertake the process. It's never interrupted. Because this is the typical process is uh, what we call the uh, the biological process. Biological mm-hmm. process is something that is conceived, um, that is born, that grows, develops, and dies. It's mm-hmm. change, you know? The same as everywhere, you know? And you can see that on trees, for example, is the, the little seed, and then uh, the plant starts to grow. The the the, the branches, the you know the the, the fruits, the flowers, etc. And again and again, hmm. it's a biological phenomenon, basically. Mm-hmm. 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 Let me ask you a spiritual question, if I may, Doctor Fernandez. Uh-huh. Um, from what I know, people before they enter into this lifetime and choose a body, uh, you know, to be, you know, parents to be born again. Um, they have a contract with the Supreme Being or the Creator to live for so long, to accomplish certain things in life, to learn certain things, to interact with certain people. And I've been told that there is technology on this planet, not from this planet, but there is technology available now that, that can extend people's lives much longer so that they become basically immortal. They can become immortal. Um, and when people do that, do they have to renegotiate a new contract with the creator or the supreme being to do that? Or does is that violating the, the role of, of their, um, of, of, the, of, their um, of, of, of their con- original contract with the, with the supreme being, creator? Uh, it's, it's, question, it's spiritual questions, uh, you know. Well, you are you are the you are the the supreme being of yourself. The decision is yours. It's I see. You. It's you, the one who decides what to do, where, and how. Mm-hmm. You see, um, I am finishing a book, and I have written forty-five books up to now. Wow! Uh-huh. Half of half of them, they are all in Amazon, by the way. Mm-hmm. Half of them are scientific books, and the other are spiritual. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
conscious, um, mm -hmm. let's say, awareness, and you know, this way. Mm -hmm. In this, in this last book, um, I have made the survey all over the world. In my life, I have had the chance to travel all over the world. First as a diplomat, and now as a lecturer. Since some years ago, you know, mm -hmm. every year I go everywhere in the world. This book um, interviews persons who have raised children, mm -hmm. men and women. And um, what I do is, in, is a, a regression. And uh, I take them to both of them to the moment where they um, where, they, where the, 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 the woman in this case became pregnant. Mm -hmm. Three days prior to become pregnant, I take him to that place, to that moment in time, and I ask him if uh, there is something they would like to share with me, something that has been taking place. In... Mm -hmm. And all, in all of the cases, in all of the cases, they tell me that um, they have a visit. They have a visitor there. And uh, when I ask him, who is the visitor? Is uh, a relative of yours? Who is the visitor? There is no agreement there because some people say that the visitor is an angel. Other people say that it's Jesus Christ. Other people say it's a light being. Others say that he is in St. George. Mm -hmm. and others say that he is an extraterrestrial being or the Holy Spirit. I mean, they, they don't have that very clear. You know? mm -hmm. but, but all of them share the same idea. Mm -hmm. It is a special visit from somewhere that is not fully human. When I ask him to describe who they see, they say most of them is um, in a gloomy person, uh, is not is a little bit transparent, and they define when they see, can you see their faces, they define the face as something very clear. Mm -hmm. They are able to, to say whether it's a man or a woman. Hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, they do not have, they are not clear on whether they have a veil or long hair or whatever, you know. But mm -hmm. it's something, if I say, if I ask them the way they, their feet look like, they say, well, I, I don't, they say, I don't really know, I, I, I cannot see the feet. So it's like if they were levitating, you know. Mm -hmm. Then I continue, and are you talking to the person, to the visitor? Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. But 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 you see the person is is moving. In, in which language are you communicating? And they say, well, uh, I in Spanish or English, I I I know. But is the person moving the mouth? Can you see it? Mm -hmm. his teeth? Mm -hmm. Say no, not no, not really. Mm -hmm. And how do you know that he or she is talking to you? Mm -hmm. I feel it in my head, in my brain. Mm -hmm. Okay, and what is the conversation like? What is, what are you talking about at this point? 
and they all of the same thing. This being is asking for my annuance, is asking me permission mm -hmm. to be born here. Mm -hmm. yeah, this person apparently needs a body with senses, this is very important, with senses to experience here alive. Mm -hmm. And uh, you say with senses, yes, because apparently this um, figure at that moment does not have any senses like this, the, mm -hmm. this the body head. So they are asking for permission, mm -hmm. looking for a mother and looking for a father. And they are asking, would you help me on this endeavor? Would you be my mother? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would you mind to be my mother, to become eventually my mother? Oh, really? Wow. Fascinating. Because biologically and genetically and all your circumstances and conditions converge in a position that are ideal for me to be here and develop an effusion alive. Oh, I see. Would you able to be my mother? I mean, this is uh, the yeah. Mm -hmm. Going to be my mother, and uh, either person says uh, accepts the invitation. Uh -huh. Three days later, becomes pregnant. Fascinating. And, Fascinating. The, and the same with the father. Mm -hmm. And not only that. And inside every one of us, there is another information. The being is telling you also how long he will be here. So, will you accept to be my mother? Yes, okay, thank you very much. I will be there 72 years of your time. Interesting. After 72 years, goes away. Well, fascinating. Fascinating. So, everything converges to a point where we may be able to see that the sphere of light, which is immortal, comes to you for a period of time, which is more or less the same as going on a, on a ship cruise. You know the day you start, and you know the day you finish. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I, um, I was told my contract was 87 years, but recently it was extended to... Uh, uh, over 140 years uh, in in this dimension, but then I'll go into a higher dimension after that for for more time. So that's what I was told, and I, I was wondering about these contracts, and you know that they, they can be changed. I know that. So um, fascinating. Uh, thank you for describing that. Huh. Huh. How long do you know your contract? How long? Or or, or uh... no. no, no. Okay. No, because, well, in my case, I would say that it all depends and only depends on myself. I see. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Thousands of years ago, I know humans on this planet lived far longer than we do now. Easily three, four hundred years, five hundred years. And I think we're going to go back to that time where people live a lot longer than they do currently um my galactic friends call call many of us here spiritual babies 
because we don't start really asking questions about spiritual life until maybe we're in our 60s, 70s, or even 80s, 90s, before we start asking, start learning, wanting to learn things about spiritual life and spiritual questions. And then many of us pass on by then. And then so we start the process all over again through reincarnation. So we, and we don't remember everything. So we got to relearn everything. <laughs> and the cycle starts all over again. And you get to the next point when you're in your 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever. And then you pass on. So you go this karmic wheel, this wheel that goes around and around and around. And the challenge is to get beyond an elementary view of spiritualism and past lives and, 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 and spiritual values and go beyond that so you can truly ascend to the higher dimensions. I, I think that's one of the challenges here. <clears throat> well, the, the universe is like, uh, it, it's a real garden. I mean, you, uh -huh. uh, there are so many places to go, so many ways you can go, so many shapes you can afford to have. Right. That um, there is no, there is no limitation. I mean, you can do everything you want. I mean, you may be here right now, like a human body, or what we call a human body here. Right. And the next time, your next diffusion may be in a flower. That's true. That's that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And and you may have a very long diffusion. If you become eventually a stone, I see. Interesting. Yes, your sphere of light could be within a stone and be living millions of years here. There's a there's what is, a. What is important to know and to recall is that life is the most common phenomenon in the universe. Interesting. And that life is vibration, mm -hmm. and everything. There is mm -hmm. nothing static in the universe. Everything right. vibrates. So life is right. The, right. the normality in, in all of the universes. And you come from one place to the other. You are not uh, committed to be in, in only a special place or living in planets like this. I mean, you could be perfectly living in a, in, uh, in a gas, in a cloud. You know, I've seen cloud people before, actually. Yes. In, in a river, in the sea, right. you know. Right. 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 There are no limits, no limits. Most people understand that life is like this. No, no, this is one of the infinite possibilities of life. There's a, there's a, there's a sea coast south of uh, Paracas on the Peruvian coast and on the Pacific. Yeah. It's about an hour south. I'll never forget. I went swimming at this beach with my group a couple of years ago. And you looked out, Dr. Fernandez, and you could see these. It was like this rock cliff, but you could see people's faces. And they were all looking out in the ocean. And that could have been remnants from Inca, but I think it was older than that, perhaps Lemuria, where they were looking out into the ocean of at, at Mew or Lemuria that once existed. And they chose to become rocks and they're always looking out of the ocean now you can clearly see their faces yes, there. I, I know yes basically what those ancient people did at that time um, they were all the time waiting for the gods to help them suddenly the gods fly away go away and uh, and tell them that they will eventually return so it's not a farewell but it's uh, 
I mean, just I'm going to do things and I'm coming back. But if uh, years pass and they never come back, most of them realize that uh, it was because they didn't recall, they didn't realize where the place was. And they made mm, figures like that, or like the ones in, in the desert of Nazca, you know? Right, uh, right, yeah. yeah. Right. To, uh, uh, for identification, just to tell them, here is where we are. Right, right. Do you think... If you are overflying the place and you see this, we are doing this to remember you, to remind you that we are here waiting for you. Right, right, right. That is the point, basically. That was the idea. Mm -hmm. And that happened, not only that, in many other places of the world, too. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Do you think it's this, this is a joke, but... Do you think it's the same in the United States for people waiting for Trump to return and they'll be eventually become like stone statutes waiting for him? Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> There's another place, I'll tell you an interesting story. It was in Mount Shasta. I was there two years ago there. And um, I went swimming in this little creek. And uh, right, it was an area where there were na many Native Americans there. Uh, for many thousands of years. And suddenly in this boulder, I could clearly see the face of a Native American man with his head, his, his bandana around his head and the hair cut this way. And he was right in the rock. And I knew it was a spirit. He was sitting there looking at me and I talked to him for a while. And he, he was there. He liked that creek. He always loved the creek. And his spirit went into this this rock there. So anyway... I was in Shasta several times, and uh -huh. in one of them, uh -huh. uh, with uh, with a group of the uh, this foundation, yeah, we were invited. Shasta is a very special place there. Yeah, uh -huh. we, we were invited to visit Telos. Wonderful. Okay, Telos, which is on one side of the mountain, right? Know? And this is the only place, actually. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is the only place in America where they keep the memories of what uh, somebody called Lemuria, or uh, the land of Moon. Right. Everything, everything they had is there. Is there. And um, some people, for this is an underground uh, community. It's mm -hmm. pretty big, but underground. Mm -hmm. And some people, some of them, uh, in the last, uh, I would say, 20 years, have been coming out eventually and mixing up with people from the surface. If you, there are certain places in, in in Shasta, in the village of Shasta, where you can see that the people are different, uh, and they are working. There are people uh, working, for example, in supermarket, that people people perfectly dressed with with a tie and shirt and extremely educated. They speak they speak English and they speak English well with, with uh, I guess the word British accent rather than American. I I mean they are paid nothing for that for helping people, you know? But they are starting or they have started to mix up with the rest because in the past when they to come out from from the place from Telos, people would attack him 
with uh, with stones and throw them stones and 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 you know with cans and everything and um now they are mixing up and that's very interesting because you can see most in most of the places there are two of them a man and a woman when when they finish working they go they even have a car but there's a place where they leave the car and go to their place nobody has uh, ever followed them it's very interesting what happens with them and telos is spectacular because there are it's very different and with people people believe that it's like a city it's not a city it's, it's like a countryside within the earth people live in in, in individual dwellings you know uh, very much connected but not mixed you know? i see i see a lot of domes you see uh, like domes yes like domes and um... like, like domes and, but in, not mixed up one with the other i mean they are right. connected right and in the main infrastructure they have lots of things of the history of that land before with another name yeah know? right and right. Uh, and some of the technology that they they were using at the time is also present there is is very interesting we made a publication with that fascinating what what's it called um no just tell us oh just tell us okay yeah. okay is it on amazon or no that is not in amazon i see okay that's enough well i'd love to get a copy that sounds fascinating yeah yeah i know i i've been down to telos and i know outside outside of telos you can talk to the animals and they're not afraid because they're they're not eaten they're and you can communicate telepathically with them they're very friendly actually mm -hmm. so yeah yeah and they're and they're big uh they're very big um and the fruits and vegetables. One thing, uh, what's amazing to me in Telos, Dr. Fernandez, the roses, the flowers, the vibrations of the, the colors of like red roses is so intense. It's just like, you can tell it's alive. It's different from here. It's yeah. a little bit, it's, yeah, it's a little bit like being at um, high up in the Rockies in the United States or the Himalayas in India, because the vibrations, as you go higher, and these places, it, the vibrations are very high, and the colors are very intense. The blues are bluer, greens are greener, yellows are yellower, reds are redder, oranges are oranger, mm -hmm. because there's vibration, a higher vibration because of the higher, higher, higher vibrations coming in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what do you think the planet's going to look like in hundred years, Doctor Fernandez? I think I think we'll have a peaceful planet. I, I look at it as having a transition, but what do you think will happen? Um, going back to the country. Going back to the country. Okay. No cities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No cities. No more cities. Mm -hmm. Everybody will be living more individually rather than in group. I see. Okay. Okay. And that's uh, it's, it's typical. I mean, it's not something, this is not like a prophecy or nothing like that. I mean, it's typical. It happens everywhere, all over the places. Like right. Everywhere. 
Right. People, people believe that in the future, those cities with skyscrapers and so big and, and no, no, no. And the most advanced planets like this, the, if there is a symptom or if there is a way which identifies exactly how are they, how they will be, they will be looking countryside. Countryside. And forest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> there's a there's a book called 2012 that was published a number of years ago by Michael Scallion. And he said the same thing, that he did some time travel and saw the countryside being these domes where people were spread out. No, and that, that depends, because that depends on the atmospherical pressure, temperature, many things, you know, gravity. Right. That, that right. depends. But right. there are... The typical construction is a dome, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, there are many places uh, they live in mushrooms, and the mushrooms mm, really? race, up, race up and down, depending on the light, depending on the temperature, and so on. And in the most advanced places, your house is your vehicle. Really? Yes. So you live That's... in you live in a. In a a typical vehicle, rather big, and you go everywhere. That's your house. You you live there. Fascinating. I I don't see um, I don't see McDonald's. I don't see the golden arches from McDonald's in the future uh, anymore. That's just a joke. But anyway, uh. <laughs> you know, there's um, uh, the way we feed ourselves will be changing dramatically. Yeah. 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 Because uh, these uh, these bodies are ready to accomplish everything. Uh, are you familiar with Ainidia? Ainidia. I mean, Ainidia is the way it's called uh, to, uh, this uh, phenomenon which uh, some people are experiencing. People that are do not really need to to eat or drink anything in years. And oh, they, I, I, I have heard of that. Yes, I have. I haven't heard of the term, but I have heard of that. And they, yeah. are in, and they are in perfect shape. Actually, we brought a couple of them in the last years to the conference, and there are people who look like a normal person. You know? They never drink or eat anything. You know? Really? Yes. Do, do, they, do they live off the prana or the sunshine? No, the no, no. What, what the ancient Indians called the prana is actually what it is in the atmosphere mm -hmm. maybe uh, um, uh, how could I tell you uh, and that you might be used to feed yourselves you know? some years ago actually I believe that four or five years ago the University of uh, Helsinki in Finland has developed you know, has made a project and uh, and and they they finally I mean it was very successful to get proteins from the air. And they, the air. Wow. Proteins, yes. and they synthesize the proteins. Uh -huh. And now, I, the, the last news that I have from them is they are trying to put together a system, a process, an industrial process that makes this easier and cheaper. But they have already achieved that. I mean, they have already got proteins from air. Wow. This, this means that in the future... We might be able to to absorb, you know, through the skin, 
need to absorb all kinds of nutrients from the air. Wow. And that might eventually reduce our need to feed ourselves the way we do it right now. Fascinating. So in the future, uh -huh. it might be a reality. And the fruits from trees and these things would be like an asset more than that a need in mm -hmm. itself. Mm -hmm. So um, there may be a moment in the future of mankind when we realize that these bodies have everything. They don't need anything mm -hmm. to survive, to carry on. Wow, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. And so it, it is not difficult to imagine a situation where you live peacefully in a place, peacefully in your house, which is your vehicle also, mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. though you had uh, eventually had smaller vehicles, and uh, without any need to work. In the future of Earth, uh, when I... I mean, I, I'm not going to tell you that at sea because this has happened before in other places like this. Mm -hmm. No work for others. I see. Interesting. Of course, and they don't have money either, at least not. No, the... no, 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 no. No, I see. Okay. Neither money nor exchange of anything. Hmm. No hmm. exchange. Only share. Sharing. Interesting. Share, sharing and service to others. Is that right? Sharing what you have. I mean, it's, uh, th there used to be something like that in the past. In the times of my grandparents, actually, I used to live this before. Uh -huh. Somebody went out somewhere and they eventually see an apple tree with lots of trees and uh, the person would get a basket would fill it with the, with those apples and uh, would come to the, the middle of the village and say, listen, I have apples here for everyone. Anyone who needs it, wants it, and needs it. Come, come over and get it all you need for free. Oh, that's, nice. that's, that's sharing. Uh-huh, nice. So it's not an exchange. You know, uh -huh. it's just share. Interesting, interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I see that happening, and I see that coming, too, by the way. Mm -hmm. Because the current system is not working very well. I don't it's, think. It's, it's, it's the normal evolution, the uh -huh. normal evolution in places like this. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is a very young planet, and uh, uh, most of mankind is still at the kindergarten level, you know? And yeah, right. Normal, you know? Right, right. It's like if you have somebody, I mean, in your family, uh, as a, one of your little sons or grandsons asking you, uh, Grandma, Granda, uh, could you tell me I would like to have a mustache right now? Say, so, well, right now, no. <laughs> but uh, just let some time and you will have a mustache like mine. You know? Interesting. Interesting. Do you, do you know much about the evolution of Venus? Venus. Venus, yeah. I've heard that Venus at one time was a 3D planet. It shifted into the 5D. So there's really a 5D planet. There is still a 3D Venus left. Uh -huh. I think some li the Russians discovered life there, but it's not the same where the humans on Venus, there are humans on Venus, shifted to the 5D. But we can't see it because we're not in 5D yet. We're going there, but not yes, there. That, yes, that is, that is true. Uh, uh -huh. Venus, Venus, Venus holds 
the oldest civilization in in this system. The system is um, four thousand six hundred and eighty thousand million years old. Mm. Venus is the oldest civilization and uh, is in a different vibration. Mm -hmm. I'm not very eager myself to, to, to mention second, third, fifth, fourth uh, dimension, you know, because it's not, it's not accurate. I mean, I there are many, many dimensions before these and many more uh, in advance. Venus held uh, this civilization, and they were actually the responsibles of, uh, um, uh, how could I tell you, uh, of organizing life in the next system depending gravitationally from this, which is Alpha Centauri, hmm? with Proxima Centauri, A, B, and C. The Venus civilization were the persons here in charge of that you know and uh, and eventually they cannot be seen they cannot be seen because the only thing you can see from venus actually is the part corresponding to the third dimension and he's not able right now to uh, contain life venus does not have any kind of life in third dimension i see interesting okay huh huh um, wasn't there a group, a colony of people from Alpha Centauri in Paradise, California, um, some years ago, and before they were burned out? I'd heard that there was a treaty and they, uh, some had come to intermingle with the surface humans here. I, I heard, heard about that. I don't know. I don't believe that they have, uh, as far as I know. Okay. I don't believe they have any connections with that. I see. Okay. Uh, um, civilizations in the, in the cumulus of Alpha Centauri are younger than this, and they are still experiencing things. I see. They do not really have the technology to come over like this. I see. Uh, especially if you bear in mind that this kind of um, uh, celestial bodies like this depend um, one from the others. You know, uh, Alpha Centauri is created, has been born from here. Mm -hmm. This system is created from other system older mm, that is called well you know Sirius mm. Sirius B yeah oh yeah Sirius which is a triple system A B and C right actually we depend from gravitationally from Sirius B Sirius depends on Aldebaran Aldebaran depends on Betelgeuse Betelgeuse depends on Alcyon in Pleiades. And Alcyon depends uh, or was born from Andronover, which is the, the biggest song in this area from which it depends. So we are all depending on Andronover and Alcyon, you know? Interesting. And, and that's the way. So the people from Alpha Centauri still don't have the technology to, to move over. I mean, I see. I see. Here. I've heard they have two sets of teeth. Two what? They have two sets of teeth. Dr. Fernandez, <laughs> two sets of teeth, so that if, if you know, when they're eating something, they have actually have <laughs> two yes. sets of molars to eat. You know that uh, the presence of teeth in the human bodies reflect um, a lot of density. Mm -hmm. 
mm. a lot of density. Uh, when and when we continue our evolution, the the human human person uh, uh -huh. in the in the future won't have any kind of teeth. Really? Wow. Teeth. Okay. Uh -huh. Because there were nothing to chew, nothing to bite, nothing to cut. Uh -huh. So this is uh, teeth represent like a mutation in these bodies mm -hmm. uh, to accomplish uh, certain tasks that otherwise wouldn't be able to be performed. For mm -hmm. example, when when the child is small and has no teeth because everything he eats or drinks is only just milk. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, teeth appear or start when the mother starts giving them, you know, uh, denser foods. I see. That's true. And so on. So, <clears throat> sorry. If you see people eventually from other places well evolutioned, no one will have teeth. Fascinating. That's fascinating. Wow. Wow. Huh. Wow. Wow. Well, there's so much out there. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I know my audience is, is really enjoying today's um, um, interview with you, Dr. Fernandez. I, uh, I, I think we still, we're still on track to create a beautiful and happy world. I see that happening for all of humanity. Definitely. That's, uh, that's the destination. I mean, there's no other way. Right. possibility right people right. living in catastrophes and things like that there will be i mean because the, the this mankind is experiencing yeah. and, you know but uh, the future is brilliant it is worthwhile if someone came up to you on the street and said dr fernandez um how how can i make this world a better place what would you tell them i would tell them do whatever you do, do it well, mm -hmm. and uh, without interfering the path of the others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do it with the best will possible. I see. That's do good. It well and good will. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. Thank I you know very that there's. Much. Yes, sorry. I know that there's cosmic law out there. And I've been told that one of the one of the greatest things um, not to do is not to interfere with people's choices, force them into something. Um, and um, we've, I think, we've seen that with the scandemic the last couple of years, all these lockdowns and everything, and that was against people's wills. So, um, and I still see the cosmic law applying to this planet like it applies everywhere else. Right. No. I would say that if there is a, if there is a law of loss in the universe, it's just that. Mm -hmm. Do it yourself. Right. Do it well. And right. Do it with the best of wills. And uh -huh. that's it. The law of no interference. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Ted, for this invitation. It's always a pleasure to correspond with you. And um, 
I have another meeting right now. Otherwise, okay. All right, my friend. All right. I, I was uh, giving you extra time because I find I just wonderful to talk to you. So I'm always at your side and uh, always available for you. Thank you, my friend. And I'll look forward to talking to you uh, in March for my conference as well, Dr. Definitely. I will be there. Okay. All right, Dr. Fernandez. All of the best. Thank you so much for all your help and, and wonderful work, Dr. Fernandez. All right. You too. Uh, adios, amigo. <laughs> Bye-bye. Well, that was uh, Dr. Angel Fernandez of the 1A1 Foundation coming to us live today from uh, Santo Domingo in in, um, in the Dominican Republic. I consider him one of the most spiritual people in the world. He's very well known in Central and South America. Um, he has some fabulous conferences. Um, I've been a speaker at his other conferences in the past, um, and I urge everyone to... Um, to um, to be sure to participate in his conference on August nineteenth, twentieth, twenty first. In it'll be on Zoom again. It'll actually be in Mexico. Last year it was in Tijuana. Um, I participated in that actually. Had a wonderful time. Um, but it'll be by Zoom, and you'll be be able to meet some incredible speakers. Um, a lot of the people come from um, some come from the United States, but a lot of people come from. Uh, uh, Central and South America, and you'll meet people that you don't hear about here because of the language difference. But there are translators for the conference, and it gives you an eye into um, uh, the, uh, the fact that the whole world is waking up. And one thing I really like about Dr. Fernandez is that um, he's been working working all these years in making the world a better place. He's, he's a pure, pure white light for the rest of the planet. And I found his discussion of these um, places where People's bodies are put in suspended animation. It's absolutely fascinating. But um, he'll be talking about the role of intuition and how we can use that to tie into the others. My book also is heavily on intuition. Intuition comes from your pineal gland here, and um, it's what's fascinating is about the same cells for your eyes are located both in your eyes and in your pineal gland too. So, but the pineal gland works a little differently. Um, it it ties into your heart mind. There are two minds available. You have a um, a logical mind which is third dimensionally based, and you also have a a heart mind which is fifth dimensionally based, and the, the heart mind is something like um, I think it's it's uh, two thousand times stronger than your logical mind. So if you tie into your heart mind through intuition, you'll never go wrong, and you'll be able to um, get get the right answers for for anything. But um, anyway, I'm so glad that Dr. Fernandez could could come on today. He's a great guy. And uh, my next part of the program, from now till the end of the show, will be talking about um, who's behind or what's behind the shot program. And it's a lot more than people think. You know, for the last two, now three years, um, so many people got brainwashed. Um, the media, um, as many people realized, is controlled um, here in the United States and other countries. And um, that's been a big battle. I think the whole thing has been a battle of the minds, of what people believe in and what they think, and what information people will be given to make their decisions. <clears throat> as people found out, or and are finding out now, 
Um, many, many, many people are now dying from these shots um, that were taken. Um, we were lied to by our government and corporations. Um, and there's a movie out now called Died Suddenly, which talks about people who've taken the shots and died as a result of 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 taking of taking them and it's just such a sad thing um many people um will be coming back i'm told in the coming years back to this planet because we are shifting into the fifth dimension now and i can't wait it is the purpose of this of being here on this planet to create a beautiful and happy place and this is what uh, the goal of um, president kennedy was back in the 60s of course before he was assassinated on november 22nd 1963 was that um he helped as much as he could uh, in creating a better planet, but the changes came from the top down, not from the bottom up so much. Today, um, the changes are coming from the bottom up. And perhaps that's one reason why um, many people were targeted uh, with, these sh with these shots, but they weren't told about, about the kind of negative effects they had from it. If you look at uh, Eric Clapton, a famous uh, musician out of England, he himself, he got very sick and almost died from taking the shots, the Pfizer shots. And then he couldn't play his guitar. Famous guitarist, famous musician, couldn't do his music. And actually, uh, last fall, he, was, he, took the, um, he took the Pfizer shot, I believe it was last summer. And after that, he couldn't travel to the States because he couldn't play his guitar anymore. I don't know how he's doing now, but you don't hear about him. But many, many performance, perform, musical performance aren't performing any, anymore because they're either dead or they can't play anymore. Um, according to uh, statistics uh, uh, that were on the web from the US government, um, we had approximately, I'm trying to remember all the figures now. Um, it was a difference. Um, we had 300 and, I can't remember exactly. It was 326 uh, uh, million people here in the United States, somewhere around there. And I remember that figure being in January of, uh, 2020, just when the scandemic uh, started. And since that time to August, September of last year, the population dropped down, it dropped by about 44 million uh, down to um, 200 and, oh, well, it must have been about 276 million, somewhere in there. I don't remember the exact figures, but there was a substantial drop. And the only factor during that time um, was the fact that there was this scandemic program uh, going on where people were brainwashed into taking these shots that didn't do them any good. Um, but, you know, there's other, there's other reasons for mortality as well. People get into have diseases, um, they have car accidents, unfortunate accidents, that kind of thing. But overall, for the first time in American history, uh, there was a tr tremendous drop um, uh, uh, during this time uh, from uh, 328 million by 44 million, approximately down to August of last year. Now, since that time, the the number of people have additionally dropped as well. There was insurance company statistics, which came out about two months ago, showing that 40% of the people, um, according to insurance companies in the United States, are no longer alive now because they took, many of them took the shot from the ages of um, um, 19, 18 or 19 to 64. And uh, they were mandated by uh, many companies and the government to take these shops, and many of them are just dead now or disabled. Um, there have been people concerned about the number of disabled people in the United States now because they can't work, and they're all applying for disability under Social Security because they can't work now um, because of the debilitating effects of the shot. But people are waking up. Um, 
But you, you might ask yourself, well, why would our government lie to us? Why would uh, these corporations lie to us? Well, it goes back, it goes back at least 500,000 years and beyond that to 1.35 million years ago. <clears throat> the planet itself, according to Stephen, Stephen Chong, who was on my show a week ago, in a book called The uh, Theo Uba uh, Prophecy, which was actually written by another fellow uh, named uh, Mike Mikel uh, uh, Doucette, I think his name is, he was a Frenchman. Um, these are prophecies from a civilization um, of, of off-planet who came to, this, uh, to, to Michael and gave him the history of the planet. He said that, uh, to start preliminarily, that the, the planet Earth itself was, was populated by humans 1.35 a million years ago from a civilization called the Bacteri, I believe it was. And um, they started populating the planet. And then um, uh, one of the civilizations they created was a civilization called Mu, M-U, which was located off the uh, west coast of Australia, west, west of Australia and south of the subcontinent of India that extended all the way into the Pacific as well. And that later became Lemuria, which was also a Pleiadian colony. Um, and Atlantis was a Pleiadian colony as well. So they were all interrelated. There was actually a, um, there's quite a bit to tell about all this. We don't have time to go into everything today. Um, but there was a galactic war um, about a half a million years ago, 500,000 years ago, between two different factions here on planet Earth in this part of the solar system in this galaxy. Between, I'll loosely call them the reptilians. They have a longer name, but... You know, it, it, it describes them basically. They're bipedal lizards, basically. Um, and um, between the, the reptilians and the Galactic Alliance. Now, the Galactic Alliances are mostly human, and their technology is superior to the reptilians. Um, but they had this, this, this war that happened 500,000 years ago. And one of the casualties of that war was a planet called Marduk. Marduk is in the asteroid belt just beyond. The planet Mars, and and that asteroid belt at one time was a super Earth, and that super Earth was called Marduk, and um, it it uh, was much bigger than 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 the Earth, but it was it was like Earth, uh, it similar um, uh, similar similar client similar geography, and but the the reptilians had a lot of weapons back then. They blew Marduk up, and when they blew it up. The remnants of that planet ended up as an asteroid belt just beyond Mars in this solar system, and that's why it's there um, today. One of the things that happened as a result of that it was that um, all the debris of that explosion of Marduk went into uh, into Mars, and it wiped out most of their atmosphere. There is still atmosphere left, and you can still walk around uh, Mars today. It's it's like being at about nine thousand feet in the um, uh, level in the Rockies or in the Himalayan mountains in, in India, where you can still breathe, but the air is not a lot of oxygen, but you can still breathe and it takes time. Um, but so there is life on Mars. Um, there's plants and animals there. And um, there are humans living there as well, as well as some leftover reptilians too, who, who are there. Um, but um, um, but Mars was, or the, the, the civilization on Mars, at one time it was uh, it was inhabited and um, uh, they, people were, were living there, but it was wiped out about 500,000 years ago. And all the souls on Marduk, after this, after this war went on, were 
went into a ball, like a soul ball. And they were there, I'm told by my galactic friends, for about 250, 300,000 years. And it finally, at some point, when they got over the shock of, of being wiped out from their planet and their planet gone, many of them came to Earth. So we have many souls here, originally from, from Marduk, and um, they are here living on, on Earth. They're also in Venus. Um, some of them are on Mars. Some of them went to other, other solar systems, but many of them came, came to Earth. And this whole thing about um, um, there was this war has been a Cold War ever since 500,000 years ago. And that Cold War is still existing today. So we still have this conflict between um, we still have this conflict between um, the, 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 the dark and the light between the reptiles and between us humans. That's been going on ever since. And um, one, of the, one of the tenants since 500,000 years ago, one of the, part of the, the agreement that was reached was that this planet should be left alone. Earth should be left alone with no um, active interference unless we agree to it. And this is what one of the problems with, um, um, with the agreement that President Dwight D. Eisenhower signed back in March of 54 is that he signed this agreement with the reptilians and the greys that in exchange for uh, some of the older technology from the reptilians that he would that they would be allowed um, to abduct and study us humans. Well, they gave technology to to the U.S. government and the Russian government as well. And in exchange for this uh, for these abductions, and that's why we had all these people abducted from 1954 up until recent times. Now that's been stopped. The abductions have been stopped, mostly stopped now by the Galactic Alliance in a policing action because they have violated their contract and also violated cosmic law. One of the things people don't realize is that there is a set of cosmic laws which do govern this planet. And if you violate them, you will be forced off the planet. There are people who are going to be forced off the planet. Many negative people um, and organizations will be forced off the planet. Um, they cannot um, abduct. Uh, they cannot abduct and study us uh, against our will without uh, our permission. And if you violate that, you will be forced off the planet. And that's happening. Um, that's happening now with many people who say they're light workers, but they're not. I'll go into that a little bit later. But we all have to stand up for our rights because no one else is, is going to help us. And um, the, um, the, what's interesting is that the rest of the solar system in this, in this part of the universe, in this solar system, is waiting for humanity and Earth to ascend. Now, planet Earth Gaia is a living entity, a benevolent being, and she has already started to ascend, and she's been waiting for tens of thousands of years, eons maybe, for people living here on the planet to to ascend, to make the right choices so the rest of the solar system can ascend and the rest of the universe can ascend as well. So the people who are asleep on this planet has been holding the rest of humanity back. And uh, finally, Mother Earth has gotten to the... Uh, um, gotten to the point where um, she decided to start ascending anyway, in spite of of our slowness. Back in September 2016, um, um, and that started when the what's called the Schumann residence started accelerating here on the planet. For millions of years, the Schumann residence or uh, the the vibration of planet Earth was at 7.8 hertz, and that was a um, that was the norm, and that's what our bodies have been used to for many millions of years. 
And but since that time, it's gone skyrocketing upward because it's 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 been going up far far higher because it's uh, it's it we're preparing to go into the higher dimensions. And when you get up to the fifth dimension, for example, the frequencies can be easily fifty thousand hertz, and that's what we're headed for. So our bodies now. Um, are, it's taking some time for our, our bodies to get used to this, these new higher vibrations because um, they are um, they are used to a much lower frequency, um, and there are people who don't want to be part of this this new higher frequency, and um, it's um, it's their choice. This is a free will planet, of course, but Mother Earth is going ahead. She hopes that as many people as possible um, come along in this new higher frequency. Um, but uh, because it's a free will planet, everyone has the choice of whether they want to go into this beautiful new earth or not. And for those people who don't, that's fine, but they're not going to stay here. Negative ind individuals, um, people who take advantage of others, who um, like the fake government in the United States and Canada, Australia, many other countries, they're leaving because they won't be allowed to stay here, period. There's no exceptions. Um, that's the truth. That's also true for many, many people here who might say that they're light workers, but they're not. They're taking advantage of people. Anytime you take advantage of someone and manipulate them to go against their free will, you got to pay for that. And that's what's going to happen. They're not going to be allowed here to stay here anymore, period. And uh, Mother Earth um, is very upset uh, with what's been going on, and she doesn't want them either. So everything now is being turned against the negatives and the planet itself is, is transforming itself into a beautiful place. It's the kind of place that um, President Kennedy really wanted to um, to uh, create when he was president. But again, the, the changes came from President Kennedy from the top down and not so much from the bottom up. It was coming from the bottom up too, but there's a lot more changes which are coming from the from the bottom up now than, than they were. One of the things I never thought that they would, I didn't see this coming with a fake uh, pandemic and scandemic, but they did it. And it was all started in, of course, 2000, 2010 with the Rockefeller Foundation in something called Operation Lockstep, where they, they, um, they would create a false pandemic like they did and then use that as justification to, to lock down the entire planet. And there was something like 10 or 15 different uh, virus names they were going to give it beyond Corona um, to lock down the planet. They're planning another one now, Omicron, and then they've got a whole bunch of different names after that. The whole thing's a scam, and we have to stand stand up to it, or else we're not, we are just not going to make it. We'll become a, a, like a slave race. Under one timeline, and Alex Collier, a uh, contactee of the Andromedans, has talked about this in his book called Standing Ground. You can find it on the internet. It's still available, by the way, and it's free. Um, in 300 years from now, um, um, uh, the, um, we become a slave race where everything is like a big police state. That's on one timeline. And if we allow all these mandates and lockdowns to continue, that's exactly where, 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 what we're going to go up and we're, we're going to be, become a slave race and a police state. And no one wants that on this planet if they realize what's what's been going on. The um, but I know we're gonna we're not gonna go that route. Uh, we're getting a lot of help right now. And one thing I want to give uh, a big thanks to are the Pleiadians because the Pleiadians have been um, the Pleiadians have been um, bombarding this planet uh, with with high energy uh, loving vibrations since November of 2018. 
And the reason why November of 2018 is an important date is because during that month, and Don and Doug know about this, Paradise, where they had their studios, were was completely destroyed by particle beam weapons fired by the reptilians and the uh, reptilian-controlled parts of the United States Air Force to kill off a lot of people in that area. They wanted the land because of the gold and economic resources of Paradise. And they also did it. I don't know why they picked Malibu, California, but they also picked Malibu as well. And you'll find that um, if you look back on the web, I don't know if these pictures are still there, but you would see people on, on the highways escaping from Paradise and escaping from Malibu and their, their, their cars, what had happened is that these cars and vehicles were hit by high energy particle beams and the people inside these cars and vehicles were fried. There was actually one instance of a whole school bus full of children, a sad, a sad story in Paradise, California, where all the kids were completely killed by energy beams coming into the top of the school bus and they killed them all, just like that. And um, of course that wasn't reported in the controlled media um, but it did happen. I've seen the I've seen the videos and talked to people who used to live there. I'm sure Don and Doug could tell some stories about that. They were very lucky to get to, to you know to escape that. I'm so glad that they're alive today. But since that time, the Pleiadians have been um, to help heal the planet and help people make them uh, uh, make them awake and, and increase their consciousness. They've been bombarding the Pleiadians in particular have been bombarding the planet with high energy uh, vibrations to raise people's consciousness and help them heal from this uh, from this shot program. And um, it's it's having an effect. I know that a lot of people have died from the shots, but a lot more people are living now who I thought would would, would have passed away in the past. But um, so that's a good thing. And they're, they're going to be here. My Plydean friends say they're going to be here until the planet itself, it shifts, itself shifts into, into the higher dimensions. Um, if you have taken the shots or you're shedded from the, from the shots, um, um, there's a, a, a free list of remedies I've compiled from various uh, good medical doctors, um, and I'm happy to send it to anyone for free. My email, just send me an email. I'm happy to send it to you. It's um, uh, outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com or outofthisworldradio at protonmail.com. Uh, Either one, I'm happy to send it out to you. I also do individual um, help. I also give readings and spiritual healing for people as well. I'm happy to help anyone out there that 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 needs help. Um, one of the things that um, there's a lot, also a lot of uh, a lot of parallels right now between what happened at Atlantis 12,500 years to 14,000 years uh, ago and now, because many of the same souls are present now. They've just reincarnated and they've come to this planet now in this space and time and they're reenacting this same kind of battle between good and bad between evil and 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 others um what's been happening what happened in atlantis and what's happening especially now is not so much humans against humans against it's against humans versus another uh, uh alien negative species the reptilians and the greys that's the kind of battle we have now we have two different species vying for dominance on this planet and you've got the human race as a whole against um another negative uh et race called the reptilians and and ever since this agreement that president eisenhower signed with them by the way it was an illegal agreement by the way never ratified by congress kept completely uh um, secret over the years um ever since that agreement has been uh signed um the um the reptilians have done everything they can to try to take over this planet and control it 
for their own for their own uh, benefit. Everything, if you go into chemtrails, uh, if you look at chemtrails, chemtrails actually, um, most of the chemtrails sprayed here on this planet are not good for us. Um, and they are actually, they're composed of four primary elements, including um, sulfur, um, uh, what is it, sulfur, barium, strontium, and um, aluminum particles, nanoparticles. And um, each one is being sprayed for a different reason. The sulfur is being sprayed to increase the temperature of the earth, and I'll explain why in a minute, to increase the temperature of the earth. The uh, barium and strontium are being sprayed to decrease the fertility of people here on the earth. Um, so we don't produce as many children. And the fourth element, the aluminum nanobots, um, are being sprayed here to turn the entire um, atmosphere of the planet to deflect any sunlight coming into the planet so we can't raise our vibration. Um, the second part of that is that it's being sprayed so that we get aluminum inside of our brains and all get Alzheimer's and can't think straight. Um, but there's another reason why these four elements are being sprayed. It's because the home planet of the reptilians, a place called Draco, they're called the Draco reptilians. Draco itself, or Draco, is actually, its atmosphere is composed of barium, strontium, sulfur, and aluminum, the same elements which they're spraying on this planet here, secretly. And it's always amazing to me when I go outside, let's say I'll take a walk, for example, and you look up in the sky and you can see these, these crisscrosses. Most people, when you tell them that, many people are awake, but some people, when you tell them that, they look. They give you kind of a, a blank stare because they have no idea because they're plugged into the mainstream media, which doesn't talk about it. But they're trying to terraform this planet um, by spraying this crap in the atmosphere, changing it from a planet that's that's friendly to humans with lots of oxygen to one that's not friendly to humans, where we can't live here anymore. That's the bottom line, basically. And um, the reptilians themselves and the greys. Um, this the atmosphere in this planet is too oxygen rich for them. That's one of the reasons why they've had a hybridization program for many years since the 50s, thanks to Eisenhower's illegal agreement. And um, they've been able to create this hybrid race. Um, and also, also they'll go down for many generations of people where people will have um, gray or and or reptilian uh, DNA within within their bodies. One of the things people don't talk about, um, but they should, is that the mRNA technology um, in these uh, shot in the shot program is not from this planet. It is from the reptilians who have used this mRNA technology to create the greys. The greys um, came from the, from the Orion constellation. They were at one time a free. They were a free people. You could look at them as humanoids. They weren't quite. 100% human like we are, but they were of, of our human family. And they were captured many millennia ago by the reptilians, where they were just leaving their, um, their constellation. And they were completely, completely captured, more or less completely captured. And um, uh, all the men were sold into slavery, and the women and children were all killed except for 1600, which they genetically, uh, they genetically altered to create a slave species. And one of that is that they cut off, they cut off all their emotions. They took all their emotions out. That's why the greys are, are a, are what's considered biological entities. They have no connection to God. They're very intelligent. They have these large heads, um, uh, big black eyes, but they don't have any soul. And if you look at their eyes, they don't have any soul because their eyes are black. 
One of the things, getting back to the mRNA technology, it's not from this planet. It was introduced here by the reptilians through the elites on this planet so that they could create a race of controlled humans without any souls. That's what the shots do, by the way, is that they they've, they alter. If, you're, if you've taken the shot and you have children, um, there is a chance that your children will be born of what's called black-eyed babies. Now you ask, what are black-eyed babies? I don't have any pictures of them here, but I've seen the pictures on the web um, uh, where kids are born, babies are born, and they have no pupils. They just have black, like the grays. And the mRNA technology is actually technology from the reptilians that inserts not human technology into people, but it inserts um, gray, uh, gray DNA and reptilian DNA. So people are no longer human after they, if they have children, there's a good chance they will have black-eyed babies without any um, uh, without any soul because their eyes are black because of that. The other thing that that happens as well is that when people take the shots, there um, or you get heavily shedded upon from taking uh, from being exposed to people who've taken the shots. Your soul slowly leaves your body. I have friends. I have Pleiadian friends. I talk to scientists. I've spoken with, and they said there's a Fenerbahce ratio where um, um, a person's soul starts to leave the body after six months. I'll give you an example. I'll give you some numbers. If you, one day, if you, if you haven't taken the shot, you're, 100% of your soul is in your body. Next day, you say, let's say you take the Pfizer shot. Immediately, automatically, 10% of your soul leaves because it's not your body anymore. Your soul doesn't recognize your body as the body that's that that you've had for all these years, depending upon your age. So 10% of your soul leaves, and over a period, it takes about five or six months. Every month, more and more, 10 to 15% of your soul leaves. So finally, after the end of six months, you don't have a soul left because your soul has left and gone back to your creator. Now, there are some very good spiritual healers I know who can help you retrieve your soul um, and that's possible. I do that kind of work as well to help people retrieve their souls. But if you don't do anything about it, and you can get you can get this effect from either taking the shot or shedding as well, um, because the shots were designed to shed to spread spread these spike proteins, and the spike proteins basically um, destroy your body and destroy any connection you have with your pineal gland and God, and also destroys all of your chakra systems. So you can't communicate with God anymore and you become a biological entity like the greys. Now, I know this is all negative stuff, but I'm, what I want to tell people is that all these things are reversible. If you want help, if you want to get your life back, if you want to get your chakra system back, if you want to get your soul back, if you, want, if you don't have a chakra system, you cannot experience love, joy, compassion, anything like that. Why do you think um, the shot program, there's been so many myocarditis cases? Why do you think people are dying from the strokes and heart attacks? That's because the negatives want to destroy our heart minds, so we cannot have any tie into God anymore. We have no intuition. We have, we're like robots being told what to do, and this is what they want. They create a human race. That's a slave race. That's, the, that's what's behind all of this stuff, and we've been lied to for years now. And what's unfortunate, it's like um, Eric Clapton said that he would have never, ever taken the Pfizer shot if he'd known how dangerous and awful these things were. 
for people um, because he said that they were highly, highly, highly dangerous. And he can't play his music now. He, he, he was going to have a North American tour in the United States and Canada last fall, but can't do it now because he can't play the guitar. So um, he's even lucky to be alive. But all of this, I want to tell people the good news is that all of this can be repaired. And I want to tell you that people are waking up. And thanks to our Pleiadian brothers and sisters, um, we are getting the healing that we need. But you, you know, to emphasize again, this is a free will planet. And because it's a free will planet, you have to ask for help. Um, I feel sorry for people who are perhaps suffering from the shot or from um, uh, from shedding, and they maybe don't believe, they're probably not watching, they're not listening, they don't believe lightworkers when we talk about, um, you know, alternative spiritual means to get healing, but they do need help, and um, um, it helps available, you just have to ask for it. Again, I have a, a free remedy sheet, I'm happy to send anyone, to just send me an email to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com and this whole whole program has violated cosmic laws there are cosmic laws out there and the negatives the reptilians the grays they've all violated cosmic law through this shot program by lying to people uh fauci and the rest of them have lied to people over and over and over again about the true nature of this program and uh but the truth is coming out now and i'm i'm so glad people are finally starting to wake up one of the things they did um with with the, the negatives did back during the Atlantean times, they were also influenced by the reptilians as well, is that they started mixing uh, human genes with animal genes. And this is where merman and mermaids came from, is they came from a mix between the Atlanteans, who were advanced humans at the time, and dolphins. So that today, merman and mermaids, they do exist in every ocean, but they were created by the Atlanteans to go out and capture seafood for them, because Atlantis itself existed in the North Atlantic um, um, on this planet. And uh, they lived on the seacoast, so they created these, these, um, these uh, benevolent, these beings who were like from waist down, they were dolphin and waist up, they were, they were human. And um, when Atlantis destroyed itself and the entire continent slid into the ocean, pods of all these different mermen and mermaids went to all over different parts of the, of the planet. And so that's what we have today is that we've got mermaids and mermen all over the planet and they're, they're half, they're half human, Atlantean humans and half, uh, half, uh, dolphins. And they do care about us. I go out to the ocean here on the uh, West coast in the Pacific and I'll often stand in the, in the water and I can communicate telepathically with them. And they have many, many wonderful messages. Um, a couple of years ago, I was even at a, a place on the beach where I looked out over the Pacific and I could see their heads bobbing in the water, water. That was just amazing. But they're very loving, loving, uh, loving beings. And um, that's one um, net effect. But that actually, um, they've been around since the fall of Atlantis for tens of thousands of years. Um, but one of the things that the Atlanteans did um, is that they mixed uh, human uh, human DNA with different animals. They would create um, like half horses, half humans. All the Greek mythology of of the different different mythological animals that used to be half human and half 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 animal. Those are actually, in fact, existed at one time. Um, the deep underground bases that have been been blowing have been they've been blowing them up. The, the White Hats have been blowing them up now around the planet. Um, they do exist, and what they've done deep underground is experiment with mixing human DNA 
with um, with animal DNA. And one of the pictures, disturbing pictures, I saw I saw a couple days ago on the web was that of a um, half dog, half man um, being. Um, he had uh, the entity, the creature had a, had a man's face, but like a, a dog back, and he had um, he had like human arms, but like dog paws. Uh, I've also seen um, um, half um, half lion, half humans as well. All these grotesque creatures, um, but that's um, that's against cosmic law and the supreme being who created all that there is and is within all of us is uh, is very upset with all of that. And those scientists and those governments that have created these 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 creatures are going to are they're, they're going to be taken down. They will not survive the coming changes. And that includes the current Chinese government as well, because they've they uh, they created uh, it was last year they created um, they took a chimpanzee DNA and mixed it with a human and created a half human, half uh, chimpanzee creature. I've seen pictures of it actually. Of course, in China, China basically has a reptilian government. They've been in control of the reptilians ever since the 1950s. And that's one of the reasons why they've been so harsh and dictatorial. But Nostradamus has a lot of good things to say about that. He said that uh, their system uh, will eventually fall apart. I think you're seeing it fall apart now. And um, it will be replaced by a true uh, democracy, as we will in the United States will be replaced by a true democracy. Now, we really don't have a democracy right now with our our uh, voting systems. Um, everybody knows that the um, voting systems are a joke, um, that the current government is uh, was falsely placed there. They were selected. There was really no democracy involved. But things are changing in a good way. But we all have to stand up for this. Um, but um, I have to tell you that um, Gaia um, uh, itself will not allow any more violations of cosmic law. Um, the reptilians and the negatives cannot continue to do all the damage they've done because there is a payback that's coming and they'll be driven off the planet. Many of them, many of the reptiles in the grace have already left the planet um, and they will be followed by their negative human um, allies and it's coming and it's happening now and it is, it is coming, my friend. It's a slow process, but people... Um, um, those who do it will be eliminated and or destroyed. And that includes light workers who take advantage of people. Um, and um, I wanted to, um, Don, this is a little early, but um, I think it's um, important to, um, let's, um, we talked about information before, about how important it is to get the right information. And that's one of the reasons why, um, um, okay, thanks, Don. Uh, that's why one of the reasons why uh, Don and Doug's program on BBS is so important for humanity and many other channels is because we, we tell the truth. We like to tell the truth. Um, we don't like to be lied to, and that's what I've been working hard on my show now, almost 10 years in raising consciousness. And I want to play, Don, if we could, um, play the F JFK speech. It's just two minutes. I, I sent you the link there. It's... Um, uh, just it's a really interesting speech uh, that President Kennedy talked about um, the need for information. If we could play that, and then I'll I'll come right back. Thanks, Don. I appreciate it. Freedom of information is a fundamental human right and the touchstone of all the freedoms to which the United Nations is consecrated. We welcome the view of others. We seek a free flow of information 
across national boundaries and oceans, across iron curtains and stone walls. We are not afraid to entrust the American people with unpleasant facts, foreign ideas, alien philosophies, and competitive values. For a nation that is afraid to let its people judge the truth and falsehood in an open market is a nation that is afraid of its people. The advent of the communication satellite, the modernization and education of less developed nations, the new wonders of electronic and technology, all these and other developments will give our generation an unprecedented opportunity to tell our story. And we must not only be equal to the opportunity, but to the challenge as well. For in the next 20 years, your problem and ours as a country in telling our story will grow more complex. The choices we present to the world will be more difficult. And for some, the future will seem even more empty of hope and progress. The barrage upon truth will grow more constant. And some people cannot bear the responsibility of a free choice which goes with self-government. Finally, shrinking from choice, they turn to those who uh, prevent them from choosing and thus find in a kind of prison a kind of security. We believe that people are capable of standing the burdens and the pressures which choice places upon them. And it is because of this strong conviction that this organization functions. And it is because there is this commitment to this view that you continue to serve in it. Um, president Kennedy, Kennedy was a wonderful president, and I'm so glad he made that speech. And everything he said back then still applies today, I think, even more so. For those of you who, who live in Washington State, um, um, it's, um, it's troubling what's happening here. And I'll just read you this briefly now. Washington State uh, will be the first nation state in the nation to create a commission to target people and groups who disagree with the government. Um, it's, it's a bill that's in the legislature just been introduced. It, um, it, um, it'll, it'll, um, uh, throw anyone in jail who, um, who gives out any kind of so-called extremists or miss what they call misinformation. Misinformation and extremist extremism will be determined, um, by Homeland Security and the FBI. You know, the same one that uh, helped kill President Kennedy and who's been harassing uh, President Trump, well, they'll determine what's misinformation. Um, and uh, uh, this will be determined as well by the uh, Attorney General of uh, Washington State called a guy named Bob Ferguson. Bob Ferguson, you probably don't know much about him outside of the state, but he was the one who um, implicated in a scandal last year with um, our, our Democratic Governor Inslee in sterilizing men at a penitentiary called the Walla Walla Penitentiary. Uh, penitentiary in eastern Washington. He's been doing this during the scandemic. Um, also, there was another a scandal involving Inslee's administration back about three years ago where um, uh, allegedly uh, scammers operating from Nigeria took out $2 billion of retirement accounts for Washington state workers. So people now don't have a lot of money in their retirements because they're all scammed off. Um, and at um, any rate, um, this is uh, very dangerous. Uh, of course, any legal uh, uh, legislation, it's, it's uh, totally against the Constitution of the United States. Um, but um, people should be aware of it. Um, 
Um, uh, Inslee is a part of the uh, World Economic Forum, of course, and so is Ferguson. And they have a very different agenda than the rest of the people here in the state and in, in this country. But people should be aware of it. You can protest against it. You can write into the legislature. But um, it is currently um, an active bill, and of course they they want to pay it. It's it's a it's a uh, it's a sad commentary on how bad things have gotten. There's actually um, a city in eastern Washington called Wenatchee in Chelan County, who uh, the health board there has made it illegal, and they'll put anybody in jail who says anything against the 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 shot program. Isn't that nice? But we are Americans. We believe we have the First Amendment rights to freedom of speech, and none of this will I guarantee you will hold up in court. Um, and uh, this bill won't hold up in court either. But people should be aware of what they're what they're trying to do. There was a um, a speech given by a Canadian pilot recently. Um, I really liked what he had to say. Um, Don, I, I sent you the link. I hope you can see it. Okay, it's about seven minutes long. And what he has to say for Canada applies. Thanks, Don. It applies to the United States here and every country in the world. So if we could. If we could go ahead and play that, it's about seven minutes long, and then I'll come right back after that. Thanks, Don, so much. Appreciate it. Good day. I made these remarks on Parliament Hill yesterday, but watching where our nation is heading, I feel they're worth making again more broadly. I'm Greg Hill, a co-director group called Free to Fly, made up of over 40,000 aviation passengers and professionals, all dedicated to the freedoms of our nation coast to coast. I also served in our military for 32 years in both the regular and reserve force as a military pilot. My remarks are somewhat related to aviation, but they're more broadly a call to courage to everyone in this country, but particularly to those in the military and law enforcement. In regards to aviation, there's a three-word fairly well-known, disaster-averting, life-saving statement. Here it is. This is stupid. Sounds kind of silly, I know, but join me quickly as I Return back to March of 1977 in the island of Tenerife. There were two 747s, the largest civilian airlines at the time, one KLM and one Pan Am, taxiing slowly in dense, dense fog. The KLM flight was eager to take off, but unknown to them, the Pan Am flight was still crossing at the departure end of the runway. Now, both the first and second officer of that KLM aircraft quietly harbored growing concerns with whether or not the runway was actually clear, but they didn't speak up. It had been a long day. They diverted from their original destination, and 243 passengers were tired, frustrated, and needed to get to their destination. Timelines were short. There was all sorts of compelling reasons for them to go. So the captain took the runway because he thought it was clear, and off they went. That KLM flight ended up slicing through the Pan Am jet, killing 583 people, and it remains to this day the greatest, uh, deadliest uh, disaster in aviation history. And with the throttles jammed wide open on that takeoff roll on the KLM flight, with the speed increasing towards 100 knots, the first officer, who seemed to have been concerned for a while, timidly says, is he not clear? Now, from where we sit many years later, it's easy, easy to see this as tragic and unbelievable, but it happened through what could be seen as a fairly simple combination of complacency, deferring to authority, and not wanting to rock the boat by questioning. So as years passed afterwards, aviators have studied this and other tragedies, trying to find ways not to repeat them. And this is where a jarring statement like, this is stupid, come in. When the person you're flying with doesn't respond to typical prompts or does something ill-advised, and time is short, 
then this is stupid or this is dangerous, jar them awake uh, to imminent danger. Now, fast forward to Canada in 2022. There's a dense fog gripping this nation. It's obscuring truth, dividing our nation, and clouding the consciences of good men and women. Our government has the throttles jammed full forward in a race for totalitarian control. Many of you have the power of influence, whether that's media, policing, politics, the military, business leadership. You know the truth of what's happening around you as you're told lies. When you're asked to repeat the lies, or worse, asked to crush the voice and freedoms of your fellow citizens. A voice inside you is saying, this is stupid, this is dangerous, this is wrong, and it is. But that voice inside you is useless if you stay silent. You have to summon the courage to say no. I want to address our military and our law enforcement particularly. You stand in these hours in a unique and critical place. What we've witnessed over the past days is dark and difficult. Scenes most of us thought we'd never see in this nation, with law enforcement tactical equipment facing off against peaceful unarmed demonstrators. Now I've watched with renewed hope this week as some courageous officers have spoken out. We had a retired RCMP officer stand on Parliament Hill yesterday, speaking to the importance of his oath to uphold the Constitution and not comply with unlawful orders. This is huge, and we commend all of you who've spoken. You, as military and police, stand in the gap between the forces of tyranny and the freedoms of our people. Now, many more of you are actively but silently questioning what's being asked of you. I ask you, be silent no more. Jordan Peterson says, it's not safe to speak, but it's even less safe not to speak. Pay the price for speaking or pay the price for being a serf, subject to the whims and wills of those who sit silent before. Men and women of the armed and police service, we applaud you. Your spouses, parents to children. You've been riding the ups and downs that we all have for these past few months, and you've served honorably, sacrificing and protecting us over the years at great costs. I ask you, don't dishonor this history. Don't dishonor your service. We will all pay a dear price for silence and blind obedience. If you act in ways that violate your conscience and oath, we are headed to dark places. Be men and women of courage. Now you may be saying, I'll wait until they ask me to go too far, but then it's not much different than that jet hurtling down the runway at 100 knots. It's too late then. This is your hour. Now is the time. Speak out, reinforcing your commitment to your oath. We need a wall of courage to stand in the gap for the citizens of this nation. In closing, all of us have a unique call on our lives in these hours. Speak the truth at all costs. You may be telling yourself it will cost too much. You've got a family, a future. But exactly your family and their future, our families and our futures are the reasons we must stand up and speak out. There is no future for our children if we enable the instruments of darkness with our silence. Make no mistake, we are in a battle for our future, and it will be a long battle. Mandates and injections, they're only the start. But know this, good will triumph over evil 
but it will do so when honorable people in large numbers are willing to sacrifice. There's a direct relationship between our willingness to sacrifice and the power that these authoritarians hold over us. A people who counted a joy to suffer loss for a greater cause disarm them of their power. So to those in government and leadership seeking to control our lives, I say, you can take our income, our career, you can take our home, our comfort, but you cannot take our dignity. You cannot take our freedom to choose, and nor will you ever steal our resolve to fight for our freedom with all of our will. My fellow Canadian freedom lovers, let the nation know we won't be silent and we won't back down in our commitment to truth and freedom. May God keep our land glorious and free. Thank you so much, Juan, for playing that. I appreciate it. I thought it was really good and appropriate for the United States and every other country in the world. We have to stand up. And in the United States here, Josh Yoder and his friends um, are doing a fantastic job with the American Freedom Flyer program. And I urge you to support them as well. You can find them on the web. Um, the we all have to lesson here is that we all have to stand up. There are some who advocate um, that we just sit back and let uh, let the world be handed to us on a platter. That's extremely selfish. We have to think of others more than ourselves, but also our children and our children's children. And we've got to stand up and fight. If Thomas Jefferson, uh, George Washington, John Quincy Adams, Benjamin Franklin, if they hadn't all stood up to the tyranny of King George back in 1776, we wouldn't be talking today. And this would not be the United States of America. We could be living under, easily living under tyrannical uh, government as well. So this is, these are the lessons that we have to learn and we have to all uh, get rid of our complacency and do something because if we don't, we could end up going down a very, a very, very dark road. I want to tell everyone too that uh, in addition to standing up, the astrological symbols um, are the same right now as they were. The planetary alignments are the same as they were in what year? 1776. Actually, the astrological alignments were the same from 1776 all the way to about 1805. That was during the French Revolution, 1799, as well as the um, American Revolution started in 1776 and, and earlier. And that was all about attacks on tea in Boston. Attacks on tea. If you look what's going on now, I mean, there's who, I mean, it's nothing compared to what's going on now in this in this great country. And we still have a great country here in the United States, but they're doing everything they can to destroy us because they the negatives figure. Well, if we could get rid of the United States, we can also control the rest of the world as as, as well. And um and it's not gonna it's not an easy time, but I think I think it's useful to uh, get inspired. And um, the French, of course, uh, we should be very grateful to the French because they were the ones who helped us back um, in, what, what year was that, 1781, 1782, to stop the advance of Cornwallis uh, in Virginia. And they were the ones that provided a counterweight to the Br British aggression and tyranny back in the late 18th century. And we're, we are free today thanks to the French help. And during this time, of course, um, the national uh, song of France, the Marseille, was written back in 1795, and it was a call to arms 
against the French monarchy from enslaving the people. And I think it's, it would be good to listen to that day, if, uh, listen to that song again uh, now. Um, uh, Don, that's the, the last clip I sent you. It's, it's four minutes long. We can just play a couple, two, three minutes of it if you don't mind. It's called the Marseille, and it's the, uh, thank you, and it's the national anthem of France. It was written back in a time uh, just before the French Revolution, and I think we're facing a similar kind of uh, moment right now in American history. If we could play that, that'd be great. Just a couple of minutes. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. Thank you so much, uh, Don. I appreciate playing that. It's that song was written, and of course, in the middle of the same astrological pattern as we're seeing now. And I think for the lessons for Americans is for all of us and the people of the world to stand up for our rights. I am certainly not advocating uh, violence. That's not the way to do it. But on the other hand, um, uh, things are getting very uh, challenging here uh, in the United States and many countries. And it's time we all stand up um, uh, for our rights, my friends, um, because. We're getting to the point where we have nothing to lose except stand up for our rights. Um, in Washington State here, um, it was just when the uh, scandemics first started about three years ago, um, the, gover the governor here, Inslee, um, uh, uh, said that uh, he tried to stop people from talking about the scandemic. And um, so um, he was sued in court, federal court, and in June of t 2020, uh, he actually lost the case. Uh, a federal judge held that he had no authority 
to shut down any businesses, to require masks or social distancing, nothing. But what happened? Because the media didn't report it, all of his actions kept going until, well, until, until last year. And I don't know why anybody paid attention to him because it was completely illegal, according to this uh, federal judge. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of to the same, same point now where we have this new proposed commission to limit free speech here in the state. Um, we're Americans. We fought hard for, for our country back in 1776. And Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, John Quincy Adams, all of those people were revolutionaries, as they uh, I do talk to them on the other side frequently. And perhaps we need that kind of same kind of spirit um, back uh, back again today. I have been talking extensively with President George Washington, on, who's on the other side, great man, and he said that uh, the chances of to, uh, for a uh, for a new second American Revolution to start this mid March in just two months is a hundred percent. The chances for a uh, for that becoming violent. Fifty percent. It all depends upon um, how people stand up. I'm not advocating violence, but that's what he's saying now. And he says it's time for people to stand up for our um, rights and liberties because you know that our government's not going to do it for us. And everybody knows that uh, the current government we've got is fake. It's completely fake. Nobody voted for him. And you kind of wonder, um, you know, how long we have to wait. I think it's time. It's it's time we stop waiting. And and um, and stand up for our rights, whether you're in Canada, Japan, the United States, Australia, New Zealand, anywhere in the world, we need to stand up. And um, obviously, there are forces out there trying to destroy this great country. Um, there are reports coming out. I got these reports about two weeks ago that there wasn't enough money now to pay the National Guard uh, in the United States this month because of all the monies were being sent to Ukraine for a war that nobody wants. Um, a lot of military commanders right now in the United States are complaining that all of our weapons are also being shipped to the Ukraine to perpetuate that war as well. But we don't have enough weapons here in this country, believe it or not, because they're all being shipped to Ukraine. What is wrong with this picture? Why doesn't Congress act? And why don't people stand up to this nonsense? You know, if we ask people on the street, um, I mean, they don't, people struggle nowadays. The economy's uh, gone into, uh, uh, it's, 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 getting, it's getting worse here in the United States. And um, don't you think we need that money here, that we've got a terrific border problem with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people pouring over the border. Uh, Biden's Border Patrol actually gives people fake, uh, they give them Social Security cards, flies them or buses them any part of the country, gives them enough money to get a to get an apartment and the immigration laws that <coughs> that we have in this country aren't being followed nothing is being followed by this by this administration and i think it's clearly time for people to to stand up and 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 speak out um i don't know how much more um clear i can make it um for the last uh 3 years i've been speaking out against the 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 mandates and um the scamdemic, um, you know, um, the uh, the shop program itself. We, if 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 code, if if the um, if the, this this was such a, d- a deadly thing, then why do you need to be tested just to see if you have it? And then uh, why, then why people dying from the shop program? That's supposed to prevent it. It, it doesn't make any sense. Everything is is topsy turvy. But I um, but President Washington and. Um, all of our uh, 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 great great presidents and, and great spirits on the other side are all looking on, and they're standing behind us behind us for those who want to stand up and reclaim our country because we need to do something.
Um, and because we're not getting things done quick enough, I don't know what the White Hats are doing. I know they've been busy, but uh, but we need help. And um, I do see us getting through this period, um, but it's a battle, and um, people um, people are getting uh, getting hurt and dying from this. As Eric Clapton said, uh, I said earlier in the program, he he complained bitterly that he would have never ever taken the Pfizer shot had he known that um, it would almost kill him. And now he's not playing now. If you notice, uh, he had a, a tour schedule, as I said before, in North America and Canada, the United States. That was all canceled last fall because the guy can't play anymore. And, and I'm sure everyone has seen the movies coming out, the, the ones called Died Suddenly, and all the different, uh, the athletes and P- news announcers, even newscasters dying right on the set, which is a little hard for the cabal to, to cover up. But... Um, Anyway, uh, the purpose of this show is to make this world a much better and happier place, as well as raise consciousness. So I wanted to tell people uh, about these, the situation today, um, not to be negative, but to let them know that there are problems here, and we, we all need to stand up, regardless of what country you're in, because we're all part of humanity. We're all part of the same people here on this place, uh, on this planet, no matter where you're from, no matter what um, what race, creed, or color, or what language you speak, we are all God's children. That's one thing I learned many years ago when I lived in India, that we are all God's children with the spark of God within us. And once we realize that, as President Kennedy told me last year, we will stop fighting because if you fight with someone who has God within them, like you have God within them, it's senseless that we'll stop fighting each other because we're just hurting ourselves um, uh, when we do. Um, the other important message I have from the other side today is that uh, no one's going to hand this this beautiful new world to us on a silver platter. That's that's what uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, um, they all learned that the hard way back in 1776. They had to fight the British to to establish this uh, this great country. And it's it's uh, as President Kennedy uh, said back in 1962 with the speech I played earlier. Um, there's um, uh, freedom itself is hard, and it's it's not easily it's 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 always hard to obtain freedom. But once you once you get it, um, there's always um, negative uh, negative entities out there trying to take away from us, and this is exactly what's happening now. And it, it's partially they're successful because because people aren't aware of what's going on, and they and they don't speak up like they should. Um, you know, I mean, um, if people had spoken up against Hitler back in the 1930s. Um, we could we could have uh, stopped the the slaughter of so many uh, uh, many many people and Jewish people as well in, in in Europe if if only we we would have stood up earlier and that's the same way now are we going to let these tyrannical governments run us over are we going to let Pfizer run us over and kill us um, I don't think so because we've got there's more of us than there is of them but everyone needs to be aware that we have tremendous power and the laws on our side you know we have a we have a good judiciary here in the United States. We've got many good federal judges who know and respect the, the Constitution, as with the U.S. military. They, they're trained to uphold the Constitution of the United States. And um, uh, I think they need to get involved. Let's just like this, that other gentleman from Canada talked about law enforcement and the military up there. People need to examine their, um, their own consciousness and do what they feel is right within their own heart. Um, but uh, we need help. Things have gotten to the point where the whole country, they're trying to destroy this great country, and there's not going to be much left of the United States uh, within the next six to eight months unless we, we take a stand. But um, 
I appreciate all your beautiful support today. One thing I'd like to wrap up with is a um, talking about my conference coming up in in March and my trips to uh, Mount Shasta, Sedona, and Peru later this year. That uh, the conference itself will be um, on March 18th and 19th um, uh, in a couple of months. Um, I'll be inviting. Um, Lots of interesting people um, to the conference, including Susie Ward, who channels uh, um, who channels uh, Matthew Speaks. She's been on my show. She'll be coming on again soon. Uh, I plan to invite uh, Del Bigtree at Hightower. He's been on my show before. Also going to be inviting Robert F. Kennedy. Uh, he's been on my radio show before. Um, Judy Mikovitz is a good friend of mine. I'm going to give her a call today to see if she, she could come on. Uh, Samuel Chung, uh, who was on my show a week ago, talking about the Theabua uh, prophecy of, of Earth's history going back 1.35 million years. Um, he's coming on, too, to give a presentation. Carolyn White, wonderful aura reader and medium and psychic, will be there as well. I have uh, some wonderful people coming on, um, healers and psychics as well. And um, I hope you can all, all listen to that. The good thing is that... Um, if you miss it, uh, you can always listen to it for up to six months after the conference. It'll be two full days of speakers and pre presenters, uh, including Dr. Fernandez, Angel Fernandez. You just saw him here earlier in the show. He'll be giving a presentation as well. And um, it'll be by Zoom. I, I prefer the physical uh, events, but last year we had a successful Zoom conference, and so we'll be having another Zoom conference this year. It's just easier for many people in the world. There's still some travel restrictions, and a little easier for people to, to participate by Zoom. And we cut the prices low. It's just $25 a day, so if you just want to see one day, you can you can do it for $25 or $50 for the, for the whole weekend. Uh, it'll be eight or nine hours each day of, of presentations. Uh, I'll be giving a presentation as well. Um, uh, teaching people how to talk to the other side and on our beautiful, bright future. I'm also writing, working on a, a fourth book uh, as we speak now with messages from uh, Dhamma in the uh, Hollow Earth and uh, my friend uh, Plidian Admiral Halosaurus on how we on Earth might be able to structure our own society after we shift into the fifth dimension. For one thing, we're not going to need the government we do now. We won't need the police forces or military we do now because um, everyone will know they won't need to be regulated as much as the perceived need is now because people will get along, they'll live in harmony and peace, um, and so you won't need heavy the heavy hand of the state like, you know, like we have now in, in many parts of the world um, because people will know how to act and we will li live in, a, in peace and harmony. This is the kind of world that uh, President Kennedy wanted to create back in the 60s, but of course his life was cut short. And we were supposed to shift into the fifth dimension by uh, 1970, 68 to 70, and there would have been no Vietnam War, nothing. We would have had relations with Cuba. Uh, we have actually would have had normalization uh, with Cuba by late 63 and early 64, because the very day that President uh, Kennedy was assassinated on November 22nd, 1963, is the day that he had sent a French journalist to talk to Fidel about normalizing relations with the United States. Isn't that wonderful? But then in the middle of the meeting, Castro got the message that um, he was prepared to do it, too. Castro was prepared to do it, but he got the message that uh, um, uh, uh, John F. Kennedy, unfortunately, had been... Um, 
had been uh, uh, had been assassinated. But that, that uh, all that conflict for I don't know fifty years or so would have been wouldn't needed didn't need to happen, you know, because people um, basically are are loving, kind, um, um, and uh, they want to get along with each other. That's my firm belief. And the basic human nature of people is to create a better world. I remember when I was a student at UC Berkeley years ago, and I had a class on that, and we had an argument, kind of like a debate about what was the what was the purpose of of being here, and and would people do people what's the what's the innermost feelings of people? And people basically are good, and they want to create a better world. That's how I look at things. But I think what we're what we're look what we're looking at now is a war of the species between. An alien race, negative alien race, called the reptilians with their slave species, called the greys, which have been trying to take over this planet for many, many years. We're talking at least 500,000 years ago, back to a galactic war that very few people even know about. This is where it comes from. It's not about human versus human. It's about a negative extraterrestrial race trying to control us, trying to make us into slaves so that... We become, we become robots. We remove God from our lives. Did you know, for example, the galactics have told me that in 22 other star systems, the, um, the reptilians and the greys have come in and um, they've offered benefits to the elites on each planet. These are human planets in 22 other star systems that in exchange for, um, in exchange for reducing the population of a planet by 95% down to 500 million people that they would be given um, benefits as the elites, and um, um, and then at the end of that time, the planet's usually destroyed there, the reptilians, after they've taken it out, um, taken over and, and taken out all the minerals, resources, and the DNA of the people living there. Um, it's a little bit like the Borg on Star Trek, where it's an AI structure where they come in and take over civilizations. Well, it's the same thing happening here, but people don't realize it. And I'm, I've had this segment today to talk about it today, to wake people up, to make them realize it's more than just humans versus humans. We are, in fact, dealing with another extraterrestrial civilization. There was a speech that Ronald Reagan made back in, I believe it was uh, 87 or 88. And he said before Congress, he said, if people realized, what if there was an an extraterrestrial, an alien threat to humanity, um, what would people do at that point and how would they react? He said, well, we would all band together to create a better world. And this is one of the messages I want to give out today is that we are in a battle um, for our species, for humanity on this planet right now with the SHOT program. It's not the, the, the scamdemic is just to cover for that because they have lots of other plans for them, all related to so-called health messages. The, the world, so-called World Health Organization is to take over health decisions in, um, in the United States and many other countries. Uh, the corrupt Biden administration, I think, is, is going to sign, is probably sign off on that, but it'll take away all of our democracy in the United States and every other country stand up against this stuff or else we're going to be taken over and we will become like a slave species we won't have any freedoms there's a there's a new there's a new uh um initiative by the world so-called world economic forum where that they'll create 15 minute cities where people will only be able to move around within 15 minutes of their home not by car by walking bicycle and so you'll be locked in and then with digital currency uh, they'll limit you as to, you'll only have, um, there'll be a couple of different classes. 
There will be the common class, in which case you'll only be able to save $1,000 in so-called digital currency in your bank account. And you'll be only able to spend $50 a day in digital currency. Beyond that, you'd be a slave. They have another whole class called the Sovereign. This is These are actually where people would have could have unlimited amounts of money in their bank accounts, be able to spend as much as they want, and we would become slaves. And that's in the UK, and they're, they're, they're testing it now. The Federal Reserve of New York um, is doing that now with digital currency there. It's, they're going to try to institute it, but I want people to be aware of it because that's what we've got coming. We've got that coming to us now, and we have to fight back. We've got to stand up for our liberties and rights. Um, and I think it's a mistake to wait for um, uh, Mr. Uh, for President Trump. He did a lot of good things, but where is he today? He gives some good speeches, and that's good, I guess. But we need help, and we have to learn to all to stand up on our own, because if we don't, we are going get, to get taken over. Um, Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit listener-supported show, and I appreciate your love and support so much. I'll be on the air again this coming um, Monday in Radio Soul International in Vienna, Austria. And uh, the schedule for the Galactic Wisdom Conference is not up yet. It will be in a couple days. Um, so, uh, But if you'd like to register early, um, it's all set up for that. And you go to www.galacticwisdomconference.com. And um, I keep the, keep the, uh, we're keeping the, uh, the cost low so that uh, anyone around the world can participate. And um, I know that we're headed into these higher dimensions. Um, I my spirit friends and the galactic friends tell me that uh, by um, April, May, uh, things will be really changing for the better. They're already starting to change now. You know, if you look at human history, <coughs> tyrannical regimes, fake governments, they don't last that long. Um, in retrospect, they, they last a relatively short time because the good always wins out because the light is always stronger than the dark. We've been taken over. Um, and there are, they've been trying to take us over and, and, and hold on to their gains um, to this planet and to this government ever since the 1950s when President Eisenhower signed that illegal, illegal agreement. It's called the Treaty of Merida. I talk about it in my book, Messages from the Masters. Um, and um, he says, I've talked to President Eisenhower about it on the other side. He said that he was threatened and forced into signing it. He said that they threatened the reptilians uh, and the greys threatened to kill a lot of uh, a lot of people on this planet. If he didn't sign it, well, he signed it. And uh, we've had just, just you know, a lot of difficult things to, 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 um, to deal with since then. Um, the negative races, like the reptilians, they feed off lush. They feed off uh, wars and conflict and sadness and, um, and uh, uh, the kinds of things we've had during the last century and into this one now, too. That's why the negatives are trying everything they can to um, start up a, a, a new war in the Ukraine. I look at Ukraine losing because they're supposed to lose. And Putin is actually doing um, Western, uh, doing our civilization a favor by going in and cleaning up Ukraine because Ukraine has been a hotbed of bioweapons lands, adrenochrome, and uh, child and, and people and uh, trafficking for decades, and that's all been financed by the negative elements uh, here in the United States, and especially people like Obama and Clinton, those types, Fauci. They've all financed it, but it's coming to a head now. And I and um, uh, I don't think uh, the Ukraine's going to win because they're not supposed to win. You know, uh, Biden can send, and our con- corrupt Congress can send $100 billion, drain our treasury to the point where we have no money left, no matter how much money and how many weapons um, the, the negative elements in our government send the Ukraine. It's not going to help because they're going to waste it. 
it's going to be wasted and um, they're not going to win because they're not supposed to win. And I want everyone to remember that. Why hasn't Congress stood up to this? I don't know. I have no idea. But um, but we need to all, all we are. I want people to remember that we are all powerful spiritual beings meant to create a much better and happier world. And uh, just be aware that many light workers out there are not who they seem to be. They may seem to be uh, all love and light, but if if but. Uh, they're not, and they're wolves in sheep's clothing. You have to be aware of, uh, I've mentioned this on my show before, I'm not going to say anything today, but there are a lot of negatives out there who look like they're doing good and they're not. I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit, listener-supported sh- show, and your donations are really appreciated. You can you can donate on the BBS website, or you can go to my uh, website at outofthisworld1150.com. I'm on nine different uh, social platforms right now. I'm on um, uh, Twitter, Truth Social, BitChute, uh, Telegram, CloudHub, Facebook, Brighteon, Gab, and Getter. So uh, if you can't find me here, I'm lots of places. <laughs> so, but but all of my shows are most of my all of my shows beginning in 2020 are on on BBS. Um, uh, Don and Doug have been wonderful job of hosting them as well as on my website all the way back to 2013. That's it out of this world 1150.com and with that i want to thank everyone so, so much for listening today i hope you all have a beautiful and happy weekend and if you like i'll see you on monday on radio soul international in vienna austria at www.radiosol.at i hope you all have a beautiful and happy day and again thank you so much for listening and supporting my show bye-bye everyone have a beautiful day bye-bye <laughs>